0: Previously on the Project Umbrella Podcast. At the end of the day, it's a pointless video of don't watch it, lame fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: <use> in space! <laughs> I, when you say the word enjoy, I suppose it, it depends how you interpret the word cunt.
2: You, you don't have a giant plant? No. No. Let- no. 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 no, we don't have letters. Do we have no, we <laughs> <got> letters? We've got ladders.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's written by Horishi
4: Yamashita. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: uh, and according to his book, it's
4: canon. Really? Like he's the fucking expert on this, is he? Project
2: Umbrella. Ah. Hello and welcome to episode 23, the penultimate episode of the Project Umbrella podcast, coming at you with more force than Typhoon Haiyan, and uncovering oh, more oh, hidden oh, treasures God. of biohazard than Edward Snowden thought possible. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune, and joining me today is Stars Tyrant. Hello. George Trevor. I'm really offended by that intro. no. No Go away (laughs) Mr Spencer Alright dudes The Batman Hello And our very special guest for this evening It's Welsh Staff member of Project Umbrella With nearly 1,000 posts Provider of rare and exclusive material Serial translator of the Biohazard series Expert with as of 1.5. From Canada, it's Welsh!
5: Pick up to play comedy on the Welsh Assembly, here yeah, we stick together like birds of a feather, except we're not from Chigwell, we're from the small Welsh town. I-
6: Hello.
2: Coming up on today's show, we'll have all the latest news. We have more site news, I think, than actual news this week, so that's exciting. And by the fact that we've got Welsh with us, we're going to have a little interlude with him, asking him any questions we have about any of the original biohazard source material. I know he's got lots of information he may or may not share with us. It depends on the secrecy of it all. We then turn our attention to Resident Evil Degeneration, the first feature-length CGI biohazard film. Gonna we'll have a lengthy chat about that before finishing off with Neptune and Newsy's biohazard quiz. So without further ado, let's crack on with the news. Okay, our first bit of news comes from Capcom themselves. Apparently Resident Evil 5 is Capcom's biggest selling game of all time ever. Topping Street Fighter 2.
1: That is so depressing.
4: (laughs) What does that tell you?
1: (laughs) Oh, it tells you the human race are just scum.
4: Hey, wait, hang on a sec. I'm sorry, Sean. I've got to interrupt here. Ori 5 is a good game. I don't know what you're talking about. But is it as good as Street Fighter 2? Oh no.
1: That's like saying... What is that like saying? That's like saying Call of Duty is a good game. Is that what Resident Evil five the fifth titled main game in the series should have been
4: that well, in it was bit. not it was not the best game in the world it had flaws but compared to ori 6 you know it's much oh better.
1: yes it's a masterpiece
4: it's uh, better than ori 4 as well i'll say that i'll put money on that right now it's better than ori 5 uh, is uh, a better uh, game than ori 4 I agree with the
0: statement. I even wrote an editorial on it once. That 5 is a better game than 4.
4: That type of gameplay,
1: was that what you wanted from a
0: Resident Evil game? No, but... But it
1: was the best
0: handling of how
4: the series has gone.
0: I'm a bit biased, because I played quite a lot of it co-op, and as a co-op experience, I, I felt it worked. The only way it doesn't really work is that there's not much in terms of puzzles, uh, there isn't an open environment, and it, it has no atmosphere to speak of. But yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to me, any any issue it has is made up through the story. And it's an intense like
1: mercenaries game, isn't it, basically? It's just mercenaries...
0: I agree with that, yeah, I do agree with that. But hey, it gave us Lost in Nightmares, which is one of the best chapters I Agree. Ever.
4: Absolutely
2: agreed, yeah. Capcom are pulling the wool over our eyes about
0: that stat.
4: They are in uh, financial dire straits right now, aren't they? That's something? That's what I heard. It's
0: it's, it's not as bad as what people are making out. They've made a loss for a little while, but they're not in danger. They're not going to be going anywhere.
2: Is it a bit like Nintendo? Because they made a huge loss last year.
0: I think so, yeah. But then Nintendo are rising out of the ashes this year.
4: Oh, it's
1: funny you mention that because I've got so I've been buying some old Nintendo magazines off eBay for coverage of Resident Evil Zero N sixty four, and so these are from uh, ninety nine I think yeah ninety nine um, and they're also, one of the main things that all these games are covering is, is Nintendo uh, losing fortunes and you know yeah. finally losing out to exactly. the new Microsoft consoles.
0: The thing is, I mean, you know, if you follow if you follow this closely, you'll know Sony have had a terrible few years. You know, they've sort of hemorrhaged money. But they've made this now, generation. Everything is bad. I mean, you know, basically, Sony's success is basically being put down to how well the PS4 You know, companies will struggle. It'll ebb and it'll flow. It'll peak and it'll trough. But I don't think Capcom are going to be going anywhere. I would have thought. Does anyone
1: know, can this be answered quite briefly, the main justification as to why the Xbox is
4: £100 more? To connect. Yep. Is that it? Okay. Because yeah. they they, they force connect into it.
2: We're divulging from the topic. Um, yeah. Welsh, did you want to comment on the on the recent news here?
6: I think Newsboy was saying in terms of total numbers, Street Street Fighter 2 actually sold 14 million copies if you consider all the platforms it was on arcade, uh, Nintendo, and everything else. Right. So it's kind of disappointing to be honest. I, I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs>
4: RE5, I
2: think, it's a sad state of affairs when you play RE6 and it makes RE5 better.
4: It's a sad state of affairs that RE5 is Capcom's, uh, well, by their words, their highest-selling game, where Street Fighter two back in the day, was a phenomenal beat up game. And the fact that something as you know, average as RE5 yeah. surpassed... I mean, in a
0: you know, real world, I'd like to see them announce something like Akami as their best-selling game. Oh yeah, because yeah. in terms of what that's done for gaming as an art form is far in advance of what anything you know they've done. I in dislike.
4: Since. Sorry to interrupt you, show, but I dislike Okami because <laughs> if it wasn't for Okami, Amaterasu, whatever her name is, would not be a playable character in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. She broke the game. That character broke the fucking game because <laughs> it honestly, she has such a low hitbox. That most of any beam attack would just go right over its head, (laughs) and it would never. It was ridiculous. It would just doesn't even have to crouch. It would just stand there, and any beam attack would just go straight over the head. Plasma beam over the head. Unibeam over the head. Ridiculous. That's one reason not to like a game. But here we go. Um, I don't think there's any other news. It's been a very
2: slow news quarter slash year, really, to be honest. So we do have some site news though. The Female Spies Live's drama album has now been successfully translated and was uploaded to the website on Halloween. We mentioned this in the previous podcast, saying everyone to look out for it, but it's now here for your reading pleasure. It follows on directly from Biohazard 2 with Hunk and Ada in the Loire village in France. So has everyone read that? What does everyone think? Yeah, Canon?
1: I can never remember. Doesn't Ada kill Hunk or Hunk kills Ada?
2: yeah i don't it's an alternate it's like a isn't it like a what if
6: yeah it's kind of a guide yeah do you guys actually read it
2: i've read part i've I've read it as much as I can It's quite difficult to follow. I think I need pictures. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like all the new characters like Gaston and all these typically French people that they've decided to include how <laughs> we're the most normal Fre- uh you know stereotypical french sounding people that we could include but there we go I been mean, handy, if newsbot was here because you better tell us how um how popular it's been, and how many people have commented on it. We haven't had many comments on it, but... The movement on the forums has been dire the last couple of weeks. It has. Well, it's coming up to Christmas, isn't it? The problem is, there's nothing on the horizon, is there? No. Which doesn't happen that often in the Resident Evil universe, but... But yeah, so you can have a look at that. It's formed part of the drama albums, which were written uh, by Flagship themselves, and there's all the other ones as the um, the story about Sherry as
0: well. They're nice as a you know sort of what if kind of thing, but I do you know I'll be honest here. I struggle if it's not canon. I really struggle to care, you know. And yeah, I think the, the fan base reaction reflects that as well. I you would know, agree. The, the, you look at the amount of traffic that was got over a fucking prank about Gaiden being canon. <laughs> and, you know, they just they just just don't care, do they? No, in
2: in, in many ways, like, you know, if it's difficult to get excited about something that, you know, isn't going to fundamentally change the storyline. Um, I think they might be a bit more interest with the Wicked North Sea novel that I think we're in the process of translating because there could be, uh, again, rumours that so that could be canon, depending... Because that's got the... That's got, I'm sure... Has it got the C-Virus? No. C, sorry, the C-Virus was first mentioned in Fire and Ice, wasn't it? Obviously not the C-Virus that we know, but...
0: Fire and Ice.
2: I think it was C-Virus or something like, something like that. George, you've got Fire and Ice, haven't you?
1: I have, yeah, because that's got stars. Um, Charlie team.
2: Charlie team. Yes, yes.
1: God, I mean, honestly, oh, it's, it's, I mean, far it's just... Just, even that it's bad. It's almost unreadable um, in terms <laughs> of it just makes no sense at all. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad translation or what, but it's just um, it's just an absolute mess.
2: Okay, uh, moving on. George, how's your interview going? Um, Re three voice actress Disha.
1: Yeah, well, I've given that Paul's got that. I gave it to him for a simultaneous release. He's had that for some time now, so I think it's just down to him whether, in what format, if any, he wants to pin it up at PU. But it it went very well, and she was delightful, Catherine Disher, and yeah, people should give it a listen. It's, It's quite fascinating when she talks about being in the same room as the developers, and initially getting very little guidance as an indication in terms of how they wanted her, her to voice. Because she said there were a lot of times where she had to kind of make noises involving hitting and punching things and getting hit and punched herself. And she initially wanted to avoid the kind of stereotypical Japanese kind of a ya and, you know, the karate kind of sounds. And uh, the developers, who she said none of them spoke English at the time kept sort of hand gesturing to her that she was doing it wrong and kept asking her to redo it over and over again and in the end she kind of just sort of lost patience and just said look you show me show me how you want to do it and and she said down the line each one of them just completely did your stereotypical japanese karate hi ya <laughs> um, so yeah that that was that was a interesting insight and um i've opened up a thread at tier and pu about any other questions people have got i'm sure um we're going to get together and do another one um, at a later date
0: I'm mean, amazed she has such a good recollection of it because it's a long, you know, it's a long time ago in her life now, isn't it? Yeah, it must, yeah. must be
2: 1998. She probably recorded it.
0: Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, she, I mean, she was, she was, you know, very candid and was very humble about, you know, in terms of maybe not knowing as much as we might expect it to as was hardcore fans or not remembering enough of it. Did, but I was gonna yeah.
0: say, did you ask her about uh, X Men? No,
1: I avoided that topic because <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was surprised. Not just to get the interview, but also how how much time she then gave, because there's quite, I think, lunatics within the X-Men community gave, I think, a bit of jit over, I don't know, some canon issue in, in the X-Men community.
2: Well, you know, it's useful because it shows that things can be done, and, and Resident Evil, of course, has had a history of lots of big retcons with, whether it be Sergey or Ron Davis involved, or, you know, even... Oh, Derek Simmons, every new game they seem to retcon, yeah, something's happened to... They're not, not retcon.
0: they're careful edition. Careful edition. is where you actually change something, isn't it? Where you actually contradict.
2: Mm, okay, okay, fair enough. But... <laughs> Alright, I think that does conclude all news. So we're going to take this opportunity to say hello to Welsh again, hello Welsh. And because of Welsh has an unparalleled knowledge of the original Biohazard 1 game, is there any questions that we would like to ask Welsh about the original game?
7: i got a shotgun. Chris Redfield. <laughs> Jill Valentine.
5: <laughs> Barry Burton. <Wow.
7: laughs> Rebecca
8: Chambers. Albert
1: Wesker. Biohazard. Well, where, where to begin?
0: Well, I'll throw in an obvious one that a lot of people would ask. is In the Hunter cutscene, the FMV, uh, right. it shows like a different path going off from the guardhouse. Uh, was yep. that ever intended to be a, an actual gameplay location, or is it just an error in the FMV?
6: I, I think it's just cut from the previous version. Um, yep. I can tell you that the Courtyard was cut down by about 50% of what's in the final game. Oh. So it, it may have been a path that led to another area, but what you see in that cutscene is actually from the uh, trial edition.
2: Oh, wow. And that survived into the final product. Very huge. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah,
6: and, and the reason and for see- that is that the opening, like all those uh, those movie sequences they were outsourced by Capcom to an external company, and uh, once they got them back, it was too expensive to go back and fix anything. Like the video of the what do you call it, the sequence in the Tyrant lab, you'll see that Jill has no sleeves and the control console different from the final game too. I've never known. I've not. So,
2: uh, so what? What company was it? Was it just a, just a random Japanese company? I
6: can't. I can't really say right now, but I'll, I'll let you guys know later.
2: The fact that there were
1: a lot of these areas, like the courtyard, for example, initially was going to be a lot larger. Is that why you sometimes get? Joe inexplicably locked doors that can't be opened and can't be accessed because I always remember always been intrigued by the the double doors off of the uh, the library where you fight Yawn that it doesn't allow you to go through and also in in, in remake as well actually the um, when you come out there's like a double doors on the left that it just are just shut and you can't get access to
6: yeah the, the double doors on the left where you uh, insert the eagle and wolf metal, that's actually the heliport. it's just it's welded shut.
0: Okay. It, it does tell you that when you actually examine the same door from the helipot side. Yeah. Okay,
1: because I think when you initially investigate them, it just says they're sealed shut. It doesn't like give you any description. And then in, in RE1 as well, the, the library doors, the double doors on the ground bit of the library are sealed shut, I think, aren't they? Really- in the remake? Uh, no, in, 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 I think in RE1. I'm not sure if it's a remake as well. It's uh, certainly in remake. Yeah, in remake the, the double doors. After your sort of yeah, after your like crashes to the ground um, directly off to the left. There's double doors that you can't go through.
0: Interestingly though, you do go through those double doors in um, Umbrella Chronicles. That's the main oh. way you get into the library.
1: Ah, okay.
2: Well, I'll, I'll check out for that. I'll look out for that. Okay. Well remembered. That's good. Um, let's
0: see. Any other questions at all? I'm trying to think of one myself. Um... In the I don't know whether you'd have an answer. In the Saturn version, they. Yeah. Um, changed the background of the lab and showed all the containers smashed it uh, was yes. there any was there any specific reason for Capcom doing that
6: yeah it was a hardware restriction
0: oh wow okay. yeah
6: there's actually uh, there's a few other differences I can send you guys some backgrounds if you want to take a look at them yeah yeah go for it It'll what Only take a second. <laughs>
2: Was the Saturn version always considered by Capcom to be the definitive version? So, in that sense, is things like the ticks, were, were they supposed to be part of the mansion incident, or, or did Capcom always think that the PlayStation version was the was the right one?
6: Um, I, I really don't have a lot of information on the Saturn version. I can tell you that the enemy creator for 2 of that created G and uh, Shimo Gamma, he worked on it. Right. And... uh apparently from what he said the textures for the characters are the same but i mean if you look at them they're clearly different so Mm. the backgrounds are actually better quality than playstation there's a couple odd little differences too like it looks like they corrected some stuff in the playstation like some of the some of the paths and the doors they corrected in the saturn version that don't match up just odd little things
0: saturn version was the version i played first so i've always had a Soft spot for it. It's always been my definitive version. Although I, I don't like the two tyrants that Chris has to fight. That seems a bit odd.
2: I'd, I'd love to have the Saturn version in my life. <laughs>
1: I've got the Saturn version here, and I went out and bought a Saturn to play it. And there's a problem if you buy a Saturn. I can't remember what it was, but something to do with a particular lead And modern televisions don't have the right output for a Saturn. So you, ha- I can't remember what it was either. You need to have a, an older television with a particular type of output or if you've got a more modern telly, like an HD telly particularly, I think you need to get some sort of extra additional lead. Uh, I don't know if anyone more technical is aware of that because, yeah, there were, I bought a cheap Sega Saturn and there was definitely a problem with my television either being too old or too modern, probably too modern for it.
0: Um, I don't know, my Saturn's running through my HD TV through a SCART cable.
1: Do, oh, OK, well, just, just do a normal SCART.
0: Yeah, just through the, the standard Saturn scart cable. I'm touching it right now. It's right next to me in my Saturn. I love it.
1: Maybe it might be then that I didn't have a. I had a very old Teddy without a scart. Maybe it was that.
0: But didn't. Awesome. But didn't the PlayStation run through the aerial directly? It could. Yeah, Saturn could with an RF cable. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get a Saturn off eBay, a cheap Saturn off because, eBay. God, oh, the Saturn! What, what a console! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, the Saturn, Saturn version, of the version of Resident Evil, excellent. Was, was, it... was
2: there any other BOWs so sure. that were <laughs> planned for Biohazard 1 that didn't make the cut?
6: Uh, yeah, there were a few. The Centipede, for example.
2: Right. Uh, I suppose G- another question I might ask then is the the true story behind Biohazard, which of course was this I don't know, what's the word? Uh, a, a compliment to the, I think it was a Saturn version, wasn't it? Yeah, it
1: was yeah. like limited edition sort of availability with the Saturn.
2: Yeah, so at what point was that kind of discredited, if you like, in terms of source? Did, did we have to wait till the remake before that was completely ignored? Or was it always in, supposed to be part of, you know, the, the, the prelude, if you like, to the mansion incident?
6: The Trevor's t- Notes?
2: Tre- well, yeah, Trevor's Notes and the true story behind Biohazard.
1: I mean, there's always, there's always been, even at the time, I mean, maybe it might be a minor point to the more major one, but the, the, the anomaly in the Trevor Notes that Trevor stumbles upon what he describes at the time, you, you might think is plant 42 um the anomaly being obviously in, in, in six, 1967 when he stumbles across it, it plant 42 didn't exist but i can't remember who it was maybe joel or chimera um made a great observation that that you know you, you could say that that plant he came across was actually the sunflower to the to the stairway to the sunflower that had been brought back from africa and that was the plant that trevor refers to in his notes i don't, I don't know if joel's got any thoughts on that that one
6: yeah, I think uh, for the TSBB book, they were basically just rewritten based on the PlayStation version. The, you can't really hold them canon because, I mean, that, for example, they were referring to Plan 42, but they just threw it in there. Yeah. So yeah. It's just a poor rewrite.
2: Mm. And, of course, it had funny things with, like, Chris encountering zombies first, didn't it, and all that, you know, before they
6: all turned up. You, you mean the novel itself that's included? Yeah, uh,
2: yeah it, it illustrated it. He's got his sports convertible car and... I can't remember,
6: yeah, 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 I'm, I'm not sure how canon that is to be honest. It it has some unused story details in it, but a lot of it just doesn't make sense. I think oh yeah, yeah, a,
2: yeah. I I think you're right. I was just wondering if there was if you had any further information on it or from what you've unearthed.
6: Doesn't really relate to the first game. Like for what I'm working on, it's just okay. kind of supplemental material.
2: So what what are you working on at the moment, Welsh, for Project Umbrella? What can you reveal to us?
6: For the actual website. Yeah. Truthfully, very little. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's no, working on
4: a means to he's working on some kind of uh automated system that will ban users on site who like re four. I think it has a great story.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, the book's uh taking up a lot of my time, so just kinda of sticking to that for now once it's done then.
4: What are we having this OE four fan filter put in then that I wanted? I don't want him signing up with the forums. An RE4 fan filter. <laughs> That was a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs>
6: but do you guys have any story questions, like related to the actual storyline, like I have you a know, question, from a file or? Okay,
4: okay. What do you think about RE4 story? <laughs> it's a story question. It's related no, it's R- to RE1. I
6: was just wondering if you had any anything like from the Keeper's Diary, for example. You know, mentions like creatures and this and that.
4: Did they ever kind of clear up what the uh, skinned gorilla thing was? It's a hunter. Okay. I just looked like, you know, a literal skinned gorilla in my mind.
0: Was there ever going to be any uh, follow-up to the White Umbrella reference?
6: No, that was just editor for the English version. It has nothing to do with the Japanese right,
0: wow. release. Is that why it w- wasn't in the remake, then?
6: Yeah.
2: Huh. Why were there sharks?
6: Why were there sharks? Mm. They just... An underwater enemy. Um, I can tell you that Neptune originally started off as a Grampus dolphin.
2: As a dolphin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, seen the bloody films. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one thing I've always, um, one thing I've always noticed was um, in the ID card when you choose your character, Brian yeah. Irons is actually named. Uh, you know, was there ever any sort of backstory to that character, or was it just a random name
6: on the ID card? He was, he was always said as the chief of police and uh, taking a few steps back if you go back to the true story behind Biohazard Novel he's actually mentioning that he's, he's kind of a villain <laughs> yeah. so not not to go off topic here but everyone's talking about 1.5 and you know they say Chief Irons was a good guy and this and that but if if you actually look at that novel he's actually always intended to be more of a villain like beginning with the first game. Can we ask any questions about Biohazard Dash? Is there any I was about, to ask about that? that? I
2: was about to ask that question too! <laughs> Yes, has Dash, what do we know?
6: It doesn't exist. Nothing? Every, you know, I talked to about 20 former members of the development team and nobody knows anything about it. They said really? after the first game they went right to, to about a month after really? the Really? So it's just,
0: just a rumour that started in the Sega Saturn magazine then?
6: Apparently. Huh. It, just it never existed.
2: It Oh,
3: unbelievable. In regards to the, the accident when the virus leaked on May the 11th, I've heard that it had something to do with the tank that the tyrant was in, and the, the virus actually began to leak from the tyrant itself and got into the
6: water supply of the whole estate. Is that true? It's, it's partially true. It doesn't say anything about the water supply, but the, in the original setting was the final experiment with tyrant where they actually injected them with T-virus to turn them into a tyrant. Yeah. Uh, it leaked, and that's how the accident began right and you'll notice on the uh in the file the laboratory security systems material the final line is says regarding the uh, administration of T virus onto the tyrant or something along those lines, and then it kind of cuts off yeah that that's actually referring to that incident that caused the outbreak.
3: Right. And is there any more files that exist that were in the final game? You know, something like Trevor's Letters? Is there any more sort of Researcher's Diaries, anything like that?
6: Actually, I have some stuff related to that. Just give me a sec here, okay?
3: Well,
1: you, you're asking about the initial leak in the mansion, so that's independent and not retconned by Marcus in Resident Evil Zero anyway then. You had the one going on in the mansion... Um, literally, you know, through the Hunter leak or through Sloppiness, and then you had uh, Marcus's, you know, insubordination
2: and, and, and
3: his outbreak. Well, I think the original leak uh, with the Tyrant has just been completely retconned now by Resident Evil Zero. Yes,
2: yeah, it had to have been. Yeah.
6: yeah. As as far as the files go, there was originally 26 in the final game, there were 18.
1: They did drop a lot then.
6: Yeah, but those those are all Trevor's notes, basically. Oh, everyone. Right. That was cut out. There, there's a couple... Uh... Alterations I found, uh, for example, in the original file for how to make feejalt, it says it's unstable or it's in, something like that. I, I think it's the same idea they use with the nitroglycerin in uh, remake. That if you go too fast with it, it kind of fills the room you... with poison. All right.
1: I did. So. Like, I did like that bit in remake. I thought that was rather awesome. And has have you had any more like information, any more insight as to why they dropped Trevor's notes in the end?
6: E yeah a few reasons apparently it's uh i i think what it comes down to is that to complement the gameplay mechanics for example like once they caught trevor's notes they started moving items all over the game and uh trevor's notes sort of limited to them like to where they could have items because it's written in the notes where you find them and yeah makami specifically said there was two reasons for cutting out one was that uh well, the, the second reason was that he said uh, they couldn't be written suitably and I can't think of the first reason off the top of my head, to be honest, but there, there were two reasons.
0: Was Lisa ever intended to be No,
6: she was just written in the files but she was never intended to be the sort of monster you see in Remake.
3: Does it elaborate what happened on in the guard Because I remember off the top of my head in uh, the files it sort of mentions there was an accident that led to the creation of Plant 42. Yes. Um, and I originally thought it was, obviously, the, he was referring to the accident that happened in the lab, but this diary entry is dated the 21st of May, and it says the accident happened four days ago or something, so was there something separate that happened in the guardhouse?
6: Yeah, there's there's a lot of backstory related to that. Again, like the courtyard, the uh, guardhouse was cu- cut down quite a bit for rooms, Yeah. and uh, I don't know how much I should say, but I'll go into it a little bit. Basically, the armory, there was a planned scene for Jill's scenario only, that once you enter the uh, the aquarium there's a scene Barry comes and saves you from the shark and you have the option of entering the uh, weapon storage or the water control room where you you know you hit the switch or whatever and it lowers the water level yeah and uh, that was intended to be a big scene and basically the backstory behind it is that once the guard destroyed the uh, aquarium that it flooded the armory which means uh, the guards in the guard host basically they, could, they didn't have access to their weapons. Right. So it's ah. kind of the same idea with the RPD that the uh, weapon supply got cut off. Yeah, oh, that's Restored. really cool.
3: One. And was there something similar for Chris's scenario? Because I've seen a picture of uh, Wesker in the room where you
0: actually fight Plant 42.
6: Yeah, that was just a placeholder. There's there's right. no backstory behind that.
0: Right. What was the scene you just mentioned, Joel? Sorry about um, Jill in the in the underground tank. Because there is a there's there is the FMV, isn't there? Yeah. And that only happens in Jill's, isn't
6: it? Yeah, it's a Jill-only event. Basically, what was planned, Jill enters the aquarium, and it's like a pick your own adventure. You have two options. You can either enter the armory, where you find the weapons, or the control room. Oh, right. Depending on which door you enter, one fills up with water. The armory, just the water level rises, and you find that the weapons were damaged by the flood. So originally, in the original scenario, was you try to make it to the armory to get the weapons there. Then you kind of find out that the reason the guards were killed off is because they were cut off from the armory. And, and then the other room, there's a crack in the door, and same thing, it fills up with water, and then you got to use a crank and lower the water pressure. So well, That's really interesting. Though.
3: Yeah. Out of all the, all the stuff you've been told, sort of how much backstory would you say isn't in the final game? Like a significant amount, or
6: well, the game was cut down. Literally, final game, you get about 40% of the story that they have on paper. Right. So wow. it, it was it was cut down considerably.
1: I was just going to ask, and I'm and presumably there was no plan to have any any further dealings with Wesker, and that that was very much, you know, a, a death scene at, at the time. I mean, did, did, they didn't have any plans at all,
6: did they, to resurrect him? At the time, I I don't think so. There was right.
3: no. Can I just ask one last thing? What about the John Ada thing? Was Ada a second? I suppose Ada at that time could have morphed into a completely different character, but was there anything significant about the John Ada
6: thing? No, not that I'm aware of. Right. I actually uh, I talked to the guy that wrote that file, and there's no connection to the second game at the time, like a, yeah. as a spy or... Right.
1: But were there then have been a lot more information about Spencer? Because that, I mean, that's the interesting thing, that knowing what we do now and the games that have come out since... It's sometimes I, I don't know if others are. I, I tend to forget the fact that there's just you know no involvement with Spencer at all in in the first game. So in in, in the backstory that wasn't released was was there a lot more about you know the owner of the who owned this mansion and, and why it was there?
6: Uh just what's included in Trevor's notes for the most part. There, there okay. was just, we, just Spencer's invitation. Right.
2: Right. Thank you very much. Welsh. we'll now move on to our main discussion of the evening biohazard, degeneration.
7: Can you see that area behind me beneath the red tinted sky? That is what's left of Raccoon City after the military fired a missile at it. According to unconfirmed reports, the missile was allegedly nuclear. If this is indeed the case, then there's little hope of finding any survivors among the city's 100,000 inhabitants. <laughs> Mr. President, what is the connection between Umbrella Corporation and this
5: biohazard incident? questions a rumor at this that the time. Was Thank you very much. The president has announced his resignation. <laughs> Umbrella Corporation stock plummeted here in Europe. This dealt a serious blow to the business giant, resulting in its complete dissolution. <laughs>
7: The estimated number of bioterror victims has skyrocketed from hundreds of thousands to
8: over one million. The president announced that the Republic of Bajiri, led by General Miguel Grande, was the latest addition to the list of countries that sponsor terrorism.
7: Announced that it plans to put taxpayers' money to work by allocating $1 billion for an anti-bioterror program. Pharmaceutical company Will Pharma issued a press release on establishing a new research facility in Harvardville, home to 100,000 residents. Uh, We've taken every possible precaution to ensure that a catastrophe such as the one suffered by Raccoon City is never repeated. Inflamed by Senator Ron Davis's full support of the new facility, Dr. Curtis Miller, a longtime opponent of the Will Pharma Research Facility, was arrested and charged with obstruction of business and
8: issuing threats to proponents of Will Pharma.
7: Our organization has disassociated itself from Dr. Miller. The human rights organization Terrasave has demanded that Will Pharma immediately release the results of their clinical tests conducted in India.
8: Will Pharma's stock fell sharply as a result of
5: scathing accusations hurled at them by Terrasave. Will Pharma must
2: go! So, welcome, if you like, to our discussion on biohazard degeneration. It is the first feature-length CGI biohazard film. Uh, released back in oh, well, I mean, got me off guard now. 2011 and 2008. Was it? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> ah, was it? Yeah.
0: 2008. <laughs>
1: no. Only
0: three
1: years out. Are you sure you want
2: to see? Shit! A brick.
0: Off? Time's yeah, gone very quickly since then, Nick. Nick's gone and researched one of his
3: precious Anderson films.
0: Fuck. 2008.
3: 2008. Yeah, it came yeah. out about four months before Resident Evil Five.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. What year do you think Five if came I, out? I, oh my. Days. Oh, sorry. I've 2000, had, I've, March, 2009. March 2009. Oh my God.
2: Sorry, I'm having a moment here, folks. I'm having a moment. Well, uh, okay, Nick. <laughs> yep, yep, oh, when yep, when, yep, when did Biohazard 4 moments, come out,
0: Nick?
2: said 4. That was after out. No, just before Outbreak 2. Was it all that? Start- he got that
4: wrong.
0: Yeah, it's about that time, Outbreak. Uh, this is terrible, Nick. This is not a good show. Bi- hazard
2: 4 came out in 2004. Bi- no. <laughs> It's
4: set in 2004. God, oh, I
2: forget. I forget. They just, I get them. I play them. They sit on my shelf.
4: But didn't it come out January
2: 5 wasn't it? What happened to
3: this legendary guy called Neptune who used to post on RE Horror <laughs> about 15 times a day? But he Nick's lost got his knocked way. In his basement downstairs. <laughs> he was my he was my hero when I was a kid.
4: <laughs> He's lost his way. Yeah. I'm sure by I said
0: 4 was January '05, wasn't it? It
2: uh, could be, yeah. Oh, wasn't that far out then? it was that January
0: 05, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, it was one month out, it was in 2004. Anyway, now I've had a reality check in terms of when Degeneration came out. It doesn't feel like 2008, I'll be honest, but there we go. What we want to do, obviously our usual beginning to these things, a quick brief impressions of how everyone reacted, really, to Degeneration and the first feature-length CGI. So we'll start with Mr Spencer. What did you briefly think of, of Capcom's first main effort?
4: Degeneration. Mm. Um, I'd say it didn't. It, it came out not too long after Final Fantasy Advent Children, didn't it? You're correct. You're right, actually. So yeah. I suspect that Capcom. I mean, Advent Children was. I would say it was fairly successful. Uh, not you know, majorly so, but it was successful enough. And I reckon that Capcom noticed this and thought, hey, yeah, you know, we've got a series of our own that we could make a CGI film out of. So let's go and do that. So I would say it looks very pretty. It's a very good-looking film. And even though it came out 2008 or so, wasn't it? Degeneration? I think so, yeah. Is it 2008? <laughs> Swats All of you. I can get away with that. That's a film. Not one of the main numbered games. Yeah, so even even though it's quite old now, it's, uh, it still looks good even today. It looks You, know, you could release that film today and people being on the wiser, they go, oh, it looks really good, that. So, yeah, plot-wise, it's a bit, kind of, doesn't make it, it, it okay, it's shit, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the character of uh, Frederick Downing, though. I like the fact that, uh, you know, he escapes, well, kind of escapes, he doesn't mutate, is what I mean. He doesn't sort of go, you know, monster, fight me, blah. You know, he just stays the way he is and gets brought to justice. Plus, he is voiced by um, Crispin Freeman, who is a veteran voice actor. Okay. So, yeah, so it's always a plus.
0: Okay, Darth
4: Tyrant, what did you
0: think? I remember um, like watching it, and um, uh, to be honest, despite the animation issues, and there is a, a few small animation issues, uh, the character beats in the, in the film, I absolutely love them. You know, like when Leon is talking about, you know, Chris mm. to uh, Claire, the return of Claire... Uh, the little moment where Claire gets a gun and does this very, very sort of stereotypical action movie moment, but I loved it. Um, Alison court returning as Claire. It just ticks all the right boxes for me. And, you know, even now, recently gone, gone through the series, I still think it's twice the film Damnation is. You know, if I was, was going to look at them both on the shelf and think, which of these two do I want to watch? It'd be degeneration every time, because I actually really rate it after the years of The Anderson Payne, we finally had a movie which I can hold up and say, you know what, it's not perfect, but it's biohazard.
2: There we go. That's a a ringing endorsement. George Trevor, what did you think? As a concept, a
1: Resident Evil CGI movie to hopefully, you know bandage over the fucking Anderson wound was was fantastic and I will always get enthusiastic about that the actual plot I found very muddy and I I do regularly ask my brain why I don't understand a lot of degeneration and I you know Terra Save and Will Farmer I don't really get it I don't get that enthusiastic about them. I'm old school, would rather talk about Umbrella and Stars and Ada's organization. And those were the groups I wanted. I think it was the first time when the in the series really started introducing more groups and almost like just bureaucracy into the plot that just gave me a headache. And I also felt very uneasy with Ron Davis. I don't know if anyone else had this I couldn't watch it without being constantly reminded of the fact that Ron Davis was the Welsh minister who was going to become the first, basically, prime minister of Wales when Wales got the general assembly and was going to get kind of like semi I don't know semi-independence. Do you remember? I don't know quite how that worked. Just we'd, we said we'd turn a blind eye to their sheep shagging, But speaking
4: of Ron um, Davis, he's the worst. Speaking character. of Ron Davis, don't you think he looks oh, like a stereotypical Jewish person?
1: Yeah, the the Ron Davis, the Welsh minister, was um, (laughs) brought down by the fact that he liked to have boys do things to him in the forest. And he was caught with boys in the forest. What's this guy's name? Ron Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you said that's like a Welsh prime
4: minister or something. And
1: and, and when they asked him, why were you in the forest with young boys, he, he said that he was a badger enthusiast and liked looking for badgers, and so I just used to watch Damnation, and I just used to look at Ron Davis and just think, I don't buy your badger bullshit.
2: Fine, fine. Batman, what did you think?
3: Um, I thought it was quite good. I'm not a fan of uh, Shataro Suga's writing. I think he leaves a lot of things open-ended, and it just makes the plot harder to understand than it should be. Um, It's loaded with clichés as well, like the, the posh British bad guy, and the fat American politician. Uh, leon has all the personality of a cardboard box but there was, there was a few good things in it I, I sort of like how the touch on the uh, the raccoon <coughs> city US government conspiracy again mm-hmm. um and obviously the the tricell link at the end uh, so it was quite good and obviously far better than anything paul
6: anderson's ever done and welsh what did you think briefly i didn't really care for the movie to be honest i was, I was pretty disappointed any reason why it just seems like kind of a kids movie you know i was expecting something a little different okay I, I, I took a look at the Japanese text a little bit and that the I, I just comment on one scene, for example. At the start of the movie in the opening sequence where it shows the president and Ron Davis at the press conference mm-hmm. and a reporter asks if Umbrella was involved and the president just walks off stage. Uh, in the Japanese version, the reporter asks if the missile was launched to erase the connection with Umbrella. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which makes a lot more sense.
4: The president there who you know, walked off the podium I assume that he was the one that kind of you know, was impeached after that.
3: Yeah, he was forced to resign.
4: Took the fall, is, I guess. Is that President
0: Graham then?
3: No, that's the okay. one before. Yeah, in Gra- fact, no, there was, it's it's uh, he was forced to resign. Then there was another
0: one. Then there was President Graham.
3: Because President Graham was new in power in 2004.
0: Hmm. Oh, so that's old
4: footage then that they're showing, is it? Yeah. Wait, so that, but when was that? When was that taken? That must have been 1998 when that news conference happened.
3: Yeah, that was probably literally the day after.
2: Yeah, I, I like. I actually like that bit. I like the. It's the first time you get a really good explanation of what happened after Raccoon. I mean, you get you know in RE four and five. You get a bit of a background.
3: It's basically a series of clips, isn't it, that runs from 1998 up to present day 2005.
2: Yeah, but I, I, I thought I thought it worked quite well with you know you, you saw you know reporters outside the Paris branch, uh, you know with the Eiffel Tower in the background, and I think it helped made it seem quite global. I think for the for the first time and. I thought it was alright. I thought it was okay. I think I, I agree with what most people have actually said in this little brief moment. There are moments in terms of animation that aren't great. I didn't like the fact that she used real footage at times
4: and put the CGI people in it, which was something I thought was a bit off.
2: At times I go, God, that's amazing CGI. I was just saying
4: that what I find interesting in terms of the story, at least, is the character, you know, Ron Davis, you know, we, we you know, were making fun of him like five minutes ago, but. I like the idea that he was you know, involved with a certain Mr. Derek Simmons and all this conspiracy was going on in the background that we didn't even know about, but it all fits. It all makes sense. It's not like Metal Gear Solid. It works. Well, we'll we'll move on to the characters then and we
2: can start with Ron Davis because I I, I think he's probably the most important person there in terms of the whole global kind of picture, Uh, more so than perhaps, say, Frederick Downing. Apart from his badgering activities in the Welsh wilderness,
1: that's the point. It didn't involve badgers, <laughs> and it didn't don't involve. You see? Don't you see that was a that was a
2: ruse? Was... I don't know why you know you know the, the stereotypical characters that they did bring to it. I don't quite understand why they made him such a douche. You know, and when he was talking to the reporters, you but know was... about about the Indian deaths, and then oh, I can't even remember what he said, but it was. It was really inappropriate, and it's like, why, why? You're a public official, why would you say that? He's almost acting like the current mayor of Toronto.
4: Rob Ford, yeah. yeah it, it, that's, that's him. Joel, would you agree?
6: <laughs> yeah, you guys heard about that?
2: Oh, it's the only bit of Canadian oh. news we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah.
6: He denied that's smoking crack for about stuff. a year and a half been all over the media. The police finally found a tape. He admitted it. Wasn't there a video of him, like,
4: being drunk and yelling at some, some random person and making, you know, threatening to kill him? Yeah. yeah
6: after they released, uh, or after uh, he admitted the smoking crack, someone else released another video shortly after from freaking out, and he still hasn't resigned.
2: And it's incredible. It, to me, he seems exactly the same as Ron Davis um, in, in many ways.
1: Wasn't it just, wasn't it just a quite a cheap way that I think... The whole point was, uh, initially, it was, this is the stereotypical bad guy, and he was kind of being set up as as the the, the main kind of sort of almost enemy
2: of, of the film. And then it turned out that he wasn't.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But they try too hard to make it come across as this bad guy. He's got no redeeming qualities whatsoever. (laughs) So therefore, he's very one-dimensional. It's like, why would someone just be like, "Oh, I hate kids," you
1: know? It it almost carried over the B movie themes of the games in in a way, didn't it? And it it, which didn't quite work with some the kind of the CGI style, the sort of polished style. It it was quite B movie esque in, in that sense. Don't don't know what you think about that.
4: On that note, though, I will say that Ron Davis is my political role model. Yeah,
2: you say, you say it's B movie, but it, it should be better because it's a CGI
0: yeah. feature length. You can get away with it in in a game. He is just a character study in into how not to write a character. You know, he is just one of those shining examples that writers should look at and think: as long as I get my villain not like him, I'm on the right track. He's just one note and awful all the way through the film, and it, you know, and he actually is responsible for the film not being as highly regarded as it should be, I Mm. think.
2: Yeah. And of course, he is a bit, I suppose, shoehorned
0: in, really, isn't he, to connect the opening sequences and shots to Raccoon City. Hold on, Nick, here we go. Biohazard 6 introduced a character called Derek Simmons, and they did his whole background so much better than Davis. You know, Simmons is a lot more believable, You know, and they come from the same sort of thing. They're both, in a way, responsible for the Raccoon City incident. One is a cliché, one isn't. It's just a shame they didn't know what to do with Simmons after that. But, I
1: you know, think that's what was a shame about, about this film, is 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 what Starr said before in his introduction, that the boxes that it ticked, I completely agree, but I think everything that it took from the series that were... A re- the, the reappearances, uh, aside from the fact that John, John's right, Leon had the personality of a brick, they, they, they were fantastic, but the new, the new additions, the, the, the Terra Saves and the Will Farmers and the Ron Davises, they, they just didn't do it for me at all, and I, I just think it was quite poor storytelling, and I kind of see Joel's point as well, it, it was almost rather childish, and it could have been a lot more mature and a, a little bit more intelligent,
0: the narrative. I didn't mind um, Angela, but we'll get on to that. But
3: even Davis's link with being on the panel that elected to blow up Raccoon City, even that's pointless, because... It seems like even that link was just shoehorned in to, you know, just to show that he's even more of a bastard. Because why would a local elected senator for a town over 100 miles away have anything to do with what happens in Raccoon City? At least with Derek Simmons, it makes sense because, you know, he was close to the president and he had a position of power within the government. But this link with Ron Davis just feels like it was, oh, uh, let's just chuck it in at the last minute.
4: Well, maybe he was part of like a, was it sort of like a, it was a panel, wasn't it? It was like an independent kind of panel. And I guess he was involved in it because of the fact that he wasn't connected to Raccoon City. He was impartial in that regard because Raccoon City, as you know, was in Umbrella's Pocket and there was all that business going down. So it's like, hey, let's actually have some guy on the board here to make a decision who is impartial. Someone who, you know, and the irony there is that ultimately he wasn't impartial because he was uh, in bed with... um, was it Will Farmer or was it Triceo? He was one well, of the two, you know. He was... Well, he
3: was he was a stockholder, wasn't he, in Will Farmer? Yeah. But yeah, he really know. had no idea what was going on because he right. even says at the end he's never even heard of the G virus. Exactly. And, yeah. It just. I mean, it's a nice little throwback, but in terms of the character and who he is, it just seems mm. shoehorned in.
2: Well, we'll come on to it a bit later. For me, it is one of the films, one of the kind of entries of the series that that started this tradition of very self contained, you know, side stories that, you know, if you never watched it in your life you wouldn't feel you've missed out on anything. And but well, we'll get onto that a bit later. But in terms of other characters we've we've got Frederick Downing who, as we've already touched upon, is this stereotypical British bastard. Crispin Freeman makes up for it. Yeah, and I can't remember if we have any information. Obviously, he's a former Umbrella employee who steals the T-Virus and the G-Virus. We
3: have all that wonderful back... Sorry, it just annoys me, this one point, how we have all this wonderful backstory in Resident Evil 2, and especially with the Karamura information we've got. The lengths Birkin went to to stop Umbrella from getting a sample of the G-Virus, which led to the entire Raccoon City saga. And now, all of a sudden, they've just thrown this line in, oh yeah... Uh, Frederick, was a former researcher in Raccoon City, he smuggled a sample of the G-virus out just before the disaster. It's <laughs> just shit fighting. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely that's, agree. That's all you get, and it's just shit, considering yeah. all the hassle, you know, that Hunk and Spencer and Christine Henry and all that stuff. That and Ada. To, yeah, that led to the biohazard. It's just shit. I mean, you just have this just... random guy who's got the virus out.
1: I and mean, so, it does make, make, make you wonder how much communication there is between the various different writers and scenario creators between the different games and how much they even bother to care or even are aware of what exists out there. Because you're right, that I can't remember what example we were using before, but when I spoke to you in the week that there was something, oh, it was the uh, the Wesker children's story and the fact that, you know, in Resident Evil 6 they just introduced Jake when they could so easily, they had it on a plate, what, what to do if they wanted that connection with with Wesker. And you're absolutely right, they've got, they've got a fucking wealth. Of a backstory, and then they just come up with. yeah. I'm just reiterating what John said, you're absolutely right.
2: Well, if they really wanted to link it, they could have linked it to Umbrella Chronicles and um, the chap that Sergey escapes with. Yeah, why not? Yeah. At least then you've got someone, you've clearly got an Umbrella executive, and or someone, who's escaped the city.
3: The cover story is more believable, and he says we got it off the black market. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather, th- I'd rather him have that than say, oh yeah, yeah, another... out, I can see.
4: There's another example is uh, you know in Orre Five when uh, you know Spencer's notebook and he's talking about all the people that he had killed off because they knew too much. Now would it have really hurt to say that the person who did that, who carried out that, was Sergei, or at least over- oversaw that entire, you know, systematic extermination of these people who knew stuff about where the Africa lab was? Could have well, been Nikolai doing it. There's that,
3: but Sergei's name should have been on that list.
4: Yeah, really.
3: Yeah, he would have been a level 10 employee.
4: Absolutely. But he knew... Yeah, but he was trusted by Spencer.
3: Yeah, but even so, Spencer still would have killed him to preserve the secret of the, the
0: African lab.
2: So, I think the the only saving grace, perhaps, was the fact that Downing didn't die or mutate and become the, the baddie. In
0: theory, yeah, he's still out there. In theory, he is, and he's just
4: arrested. He's arrested, though. Yeah.
2: yeah. But,
0: but the the thing about him is he's not actually that bad a person. He was just capitalising on an opportunity... He's not evil, if you like. No. He doesn't, you know, he's actually doing some good intentions with creating like cures. He's just doing it for himself.
5: There is something. But Davis wants it to remain hidden. This is the G-Virus. that here it remains a secret even within the company the government affiliates don't know about it either it was obtained through special means through a group with which neither we nor someone in the senator's position can be associated
8: you got it on the black market what did you plan on doing with the g-virus
5: create a vaccine but even the senator couldn't adequately express the threat that she posed to the government the plans were shelved and it remains in level four ever since The senator is a member of the special committee that decided to bomb Raccoon City.
7: Uh, I've got to tell Leon.
5: Wait, no, I... If you do that, what's going to happen to me?
7: You didn't seem worried about that when you were just telling me everything.
5: Looks Looks like there's something wrong with the server.
4: Well, he was selling yourself. weapons to terrorists. I think that's illegal, Sean. <laughs> no,
0: but it's only for the benefit of, say, you know, to support his financial gain. He's not interested in global domination or anything like that. And he did create, you know, his company did create the cure for the T virus, which is why post degeneration it doesn't resurface.
4: I well, what I mean what means, uh, is that, like, he was selling weapons to terrorists. That, that oh, that's okay. pretty and... bad. Even though the US government kind of does it themselves, so I suppose it's not all that bad.
2: And and then this brings in that other character, General Miguel Grande.
4: (laughs) Is he still out there? Because he's got the T-Virus. He didn't get the G-Virus, but he got the T-Virus, right? Or am I wrong there?
3: Yeah, he got the T virus, but every man and his dog's got the T virus. But, I mean, again, it's, it's already on the black market at this point.
2: Again, couldn't that have quite easily been um, old Javier? And obviously, they weren't planning that far ahead. Or they made Javier into General Miguel Grande. I always
0: hit that link as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Grande was actually in. Uh, he was in, like, was Africa, wasn't he? He was, like, an African sort of warlord. He was, like, North African. He was, like, sort of, like, um, Colonel Gaddafi of Resident Evil. No. Yeah, it's like North Africa, he's like Libyan. It was a a natural country, but I'm pretty sure that he was meant to be like a North African warlord, like Gaddafi or something, you know, in Libya or somewhere like that. It would make sense.
3: I can't remember off the top of my head, but doesn't he look exactly like Saddam Hussein? Yes.
4: (laughs) There you go. But yeah, but was the name Miguel Grande? Which is, you know, and Javier was over in South America. Yes. Too far apart.
2: Uh, Yeah, and I'm granted. I'm just saying I don't quite see why he would be North African if his name's General Miguel Grando. It's either Spanish or South
4: American. Yeah, but Gaddafi doesn't sound North African, does it? Ron Davis is a Welsh name.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so we we, did, we never found out too much about G- Miguel Grande, and Downing was a bit boring character, really. Just, you know, He's very, you know, wandered around not doing a lot. Equally, you know, we'll get to Leon and Claire, but we had Rani. I like the Doctor Who link, but that was probably, you know, less said about her the better, in my opinion. The main character I think, I personally think is probably the best character in the film, so that was um,
4: Curtis Miller.
2: I actually thought that he was someone that you could relate to in terms of a baddie, because he actually had a purpose and a reason for doing it. Yeah, I've it always wanted,
4: wanted to, to so. uh, inject myself with the G-Virus and cause havoc. I could relate to that. I could. I, you can, because he,
2: he, you know, him and Angela went through quite a bit in Raccoon, you know, and you, ha, you had that video, you know, that kind of flashback period. And I, I thought he was he was at least a baddie that you could sympathise with. Yeah. And and you did you know, he, he didn't suffer from the megalomaniac baddies oh, yeah, that we did nice yeah it yeah. was and it was you know God. Could, was the same could
3: he could you even say he was a bad guy though i mean yeah. he, he, I he was he was just he was just being used by
4: frederick
2: oh yeah absolutely absolutely i'm just saying he's bad in terms of the fact that he's, he turns into a g creature
4: but But then could you say that frederick downing is truly a, a bad evil person Because what Sean was saying before, I mean, yeah, he was selling weapons to terrorists. And like I said, the point I said there was, uh, you know, know, that's a very bad thing to do. It's generally frowned upon in the uh, world. But really, compared to what a lot of other villains have done in the series, uh, looking at you, Oswald Spencer, what he's, what uh, Downing has done is is relatively light. And so in the same, you know, would you say he's not really a villain either?
3: I'd agree with you, really, because all he wanted was money, wasn't he? At the end of the,
4: at the end of the day, he
3: he helped develop this vaccine, which he knew was going to get mass produced. So why not sell the it virus did. to terrorists and make a bit of money on the side?
2: That did make an interesting story point when Claire and Leon found out that you know they, they just assumed it was Will Farmer being
0: idiots, and then they all come in saving the day with the vaccine. But the whole reason he sells the virus to terrorists is so then he can then sell the vaccine. So it's a fantastic yeah. business plan.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: You know, he's 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 definitely got his head screwed on. He isn't the Indian incident even staged by him so he can sell the vaccine. Yeah,
3: well, Leon calls it smart. a sales pitch, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, that's
4: it. Yeah, there you that's go. Smart that is because it's like if you got you're, you're the only person with a cure, people got to come to you, <laughs> to and that's, that's we'll... all
0: he does. So yeah, <laughs> he, you know, it, it, he's a bastard. There's no no denying it, but he's also. It's a side effect to his actions that a good, you know, a good event comes out of it. You know, well, he was an opportunist,
3: that's, and that's also how Will Farmer became so powerful. I mean, it's not mentioned in the film, but in the supplemental material, Will Farmer sort of take over Umbrella's position as uh, the world's leading pharmaceutical company, mm. and, and then they got on site because these these T virus leaks were happening in India, and then Will Farmer could obviously move in and uh, distribute the vaccine. You know, that got them in the good books with the US government, which is how they get the grant money to build the new facility in Harvardville at the start of the film. So it's all all Downing's motivations are pretty
2: clever, really. Well, there we go, there we go. Right, um oh. okay, what are the characters? Um so I mean did anyone we touched on Curtis Miller at all, but obviously the the Millers themselves with, with Angela as well. Again, you know, brother sister combo kind of mimicked the, the Claire Chris situation of going through quite a lot themselves. I I liked Angela and I think I think they should use her again.
3: She should have been Helena. Yeah,
2: you know,
0: that's six. exactly what I was going to say. It was same all voice there.
3: same voice actress same know. writer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, how much more obvious does it need to be?
0: The thing is, when you actually look at like the the character intentions, you know, Helena basically mimics Angela because they're both concerned about a sibling. They both read off the same hymn sheet. They should have been the same character. It's just it's painful because they are, you know, to us, you know, looking at the series like we are doing, they are the same character. They just have different names, you know. It's... And it would have made sense after the events of degeneration that
4: Angela would have climbed oh, up the I think the I know why. I think I know why characters that pop up in earlier, you know, things don't turn up again. And as stupid as this sounds, because it's all made by Capcom, I reckon that... Because, I mean, the reason... This is another... That's what I was saying. um, In Star Trek, in episodes of Star Trek, right, (laughs) they couldn't bring back the names of certain characters because it would mean having to pay the writers of those episodes royalties for using the name that they invented, they came up with. I suspect it's the same case with Resident Evil. They couldn't use Billy Cohen... Or you know, wasn't it again, uh, Angela, uh, in place of, of Helena, because they would have to pay the writers of Degeneration royalties for the use of her name. Guess what, John? It's, it's the so same they can s- writer. Yeah, it's, yeah. So they can se-
1: it's so they can sell more wow. dolls. <laughs> so they can sell more of their stupid action
0: figures.
2: So
1: I thought the like same, same
0: action figures it it season.
1: Yeah. It's
2: just,
0: it's mind numbing. It is. It's mind numbing. I mean, we've said
2: before on the podcast. Wouldn't it have been nice in Revelations if that reporter had been, uh, you know, Alisa? You know, Alice. Alice, yeah, yeah. That would have. That's nice, and you can go. That that would have been a nice link. But you can't really blame Capcom for but, just introducing anyone. Do
1: you know how that would happen? I mean, I was almost kind of just laugh laughing and saying you're dreaming, but actually, that that would be quite straightforward and, and, and quite a realistic. If it was one person handling the series, and we've spoken about this before, if it was one person handling the series, one or two writers, one in team, that care for it, that care about the integrity, whose reputations and names are on the line with each each title. I I don't
0: know now. I don't know now. I used to think this, but playing through the series and doing the series playthrough made me actually realise it doesn't have that many problems with its continuity. You know, it doesn't. And the Metal Gear Solid thread that we've all been contributing to at the minute has made me realise that having one person, one single name, responsible for your storyline is not always a good thing. Because, like, Mikami was removed from the series, or he chose to leave, whatever. Um, We actually got decent stories after he left. You know, we got Biohazard 5, which I don't think would have happened if he was still involved. Kojima has all the keys to the MGS franchise, and that storyline is a disaster with the amount of you know, errors and things that happen within it. So one yeah. name controlling it all is not always a good thing.
3: I think Resident Evil has the opposite problem to Metal Gear, in that the episodes are too standalone, they're not connected enough. Whereas like, Metal it, Gear, they've tried to do too many connections and got muddled up with it.
4: Yeah, It's like what they say, I think Resident Evil's case, is that, you know, that, what's the old say? Like, too many Chinese cooks swirl the broth or something? Yeah,
3: that's why they're all standalone, because... It's I don't a new, a I don't in. <laughs> like the new writer comes in. It's
4: just
1: too, too many cooks. <laughs> yeah, but in, in, well, in, in, fairness, in fairness,
0: though, I would sooner have a series of random events that all connect together well than a numbered series where each game introduces an entirely new continuity error. Like, yeah. you know, Kojima's been on record this week saying if MGS5 creates new continuity errors, that's fine. And that's what a shit way to treat your fan base. Yeah, they're going back to Shadow Moses, aren't they? It's just, yeah, but it's, it's bollocks, isn't it? Because there's people out there like we have done with the Resident Evil franchise. We're trying to piece together this fucking series and make it work. And you've got the series creator in Metal Gear Solid's case saying, "You know what? If there's an error, it doesn't matter." Well, what bollocks! Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's you laziness, isn't their it? Their own integrity.
4: Well, that's
3: one way to look at it. But are the writers of Resident Evil doing any different? A new writer's coming in, and they're basically chickening out by saying, Christ, it's got such a, a convoluted storyline oh, yeah. going all the way back to 1996. Let's do something completely different and throw in the Raccoon City incident as a reference.
4: They, when they made retcons to the past, they weren't exactly retcons. Like, you know, Sergei being in the mansion grounds in 1998. You know, that was a bit of a retcon, yeah, but it it didn't contradict anything.
0: anything. Yeah, but yeah. that
3: fit because that whole game was a, a flashback back to the, the original events. I'm talking about a proper sequel to those events. A new writer will come in and he won't do his research because he's scared of making continuity errors. Yeah. So they'll just start something completely fresh with new characters and just a few basic references that every man and his dog knows about. But is... I would
0: sooner have that than just someone coming in and saying, But that's I'm what to change we've had. all these dates because it doesn't matter. But
3: that's all we've had since Resident <clears throat> Evil 5. Uh, and it's spoil- it's spoiling the series in my opinion. It's just yeah, turning into the Bond that. franchise.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I, I mean, and to a lot it, of extent, I agree with that. But it's
3: it might not not necessarily be harming anything that's come before, but it's just not moving forward. If you know what I mean, it's just it's, yeah, I, I agree, I totally
0: yeah. agree. And I did, it's I think like the character think... of Ada is is a mess because yeah. everyone who approaches Ada and thinks right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push this character forward, then seemingly becomes that frightened that they're gonna completely fuck a character up. That they don't actually do anything with her. Six should have been an entire revelation about where she's come from, who she is, and they basically just pull the same card as they've yeah, always
1: ever done. Yeah, it's almost like they're spreading the the series too thin, just thinner and, thinner and thinner and thinner with each new standalone. You know, another you know revelations, and then Resident Evil Six, and and, and then maybe perhaps Seven having nothing to do with with them, and um, it's just almost like just diluting the series to to the point where. There, there is no history because I mean, you know, each the, the timeline just becomes a, a episodic, but, but no complete standalone s- separate narratives
2: and um yeah, which, which is why, which is why it would be nice to have Helena as Angela, but exactly you you, you can forgive them for not having the report, you know, the reporters the same or whatnot, you know, because there's going to be a lot of reporters in the world and I, I don't mind new characters generally coming into the series because you know there's nearly 7 billion people on this earth the chances of them all you know the same you know core group of about 10 or 15 appearing all over the world all over the time is is silly but you know in in, in the same breath links like angela and helena are so that they, they are the same person for all intents and purposes they are the same and it's not as even if um, helena's sister mattered to the overall storyline in the slightest so you know there's no point <laughs> they may as well have had the same the same person which which is a shame, I think, and again- again, things like that, it would have helped tie all the series together,
0: I think as fans, we would have had a lot more investment in the character if it was Angela instead of Helena. We'd probably yeah. be rooting for her a lot more, absolutely because we know you know she's been through the Curtis thing now she's going to lose her sister as well,
3: yeah, exactly,
0: you know. Obviously,
3: the flirting that Angela and Leon do in this film—that would have been a, a really interesting love triangle. Uh, you know, yeah. Angela, Ada, and Leon in six.
2: Yeah. yeah. See, the story—we we could pull a better story out of our asses if we tried. But, you know, hey, I've
3: just—I've just thought of the, uh, the prologue to Resident Evil Seven. You've got Nikolai breaks into a maximum security prison, slashes a few throats, and then he opens the cell doors and busts out uh, Frederick Downing. Morgan Lansdale, and Svetlana Belikova, And then he, he turns to the camera and winks and says, we do not leave family behind.
4: Wait, who's the one that breaks them out? I, I didn't catch the beginning of that. Nikolai. Nikolai, oh. Your favourite, John, your favourite. Uh, I wonder what the Russian voice was about then. <laughs>
3: They're all members of the family.
4: Well, the truth is, Nikolai, the canon reason why Nikolai escaped in the helicopter was because he saw Ori 4 coming, and he saw what was going to happen, and he flew that chopper right out the fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> he saw, you know, the tidal wave coming. Yeah, but then,
0: but then, how do you Don't, explain no, his return to no.
4: Operation Raccoon City? He was just checking up on things to see how <laughs> was it was going on. Up. It was like, nope, this is it's shit. It's I'm going back out of here. Going back. Uh, even brilliant.
2: worse so i i think the only characters that come out of degeneration with an ounce of credibility is probably still claire it seemed oh, yeah it, it seemed like the most logical thing for her to do after <laughs> is it's to... just
0: yeah the Terra save angle is brilliant mm-hmm. you know and it and it's exactly the direction she probably would have gone in you yeah. know she's not a warrior they acknowledge that in a in a great scene you know and the fact that Alison Court chose to re- return to the series after eight years, I think it was, just says so much. You know, she's the most consistent actress in the series. She's the only person who's ever voiced Claire, and it's wonderful. You know, yeah. and and like you know, the little moment she gets, you know, a little action moment, it's great. It's just a shame she has nothing to do in the second half. That she just sort of runs around the um <laughs> the laboratory and creates a few you know circumstances with the self destruct it's just all a bit you know it's the writer's just clearly knew had no idea what to do with her mm-hmm. um but her first half is is brilliant she drives the first half of the film it's that you know it's absolutely wonderful
7: we just ended up making things worse that's not true the villains here are the ones who used the virus the worse in them are the ones who made it Seven years ago, our lives were changed forever by the virus from Umbrella Corp. Umbrella collapsed. But their viral legacy continues to spread. I'm gonna scrub this virus from the face of the Earth. You chose the role of rescuer rather than fighter like me. You chose a path that your brother and I couldn't follow. You weren't wrong.
5: Leon, thank you.
0: And, you know, there's no reason to bring her back anymore. You know, she, yeah. she's she got her place in the series. and
3: Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I can't understand why people think Claire should be at the forefront of the series.
2: No, I think they've actually tied up her story quite nicely, which is quite yeah. rare. Or any Resident Evil character, it seems. Actually, you know, they had the chance with Chris, but decided not to do that. And I think they've done it quite well with Claire, though.
3: And I think the best writing in this film is the the plot twist with obviously Terra Save's demonstrations that delayed the arrival of the vaccine at the <laughs> airport. That was a really clever little little twist.
2: Okay, I, what I want to do now is move on briefly. Well, move on to talk about the storyline because I think when I, I share George's view, when you do watch it for the first time, there is a bit of a sense of what the fuck is going on? It's not as bad as Revelations understanding, but it pushes sometimes the boundaries of what we know about Resident Evil uh, and the effects of, say, the T-Virus. We've got an incident taking place on an aeroplane where people have been turned into zombies.
1: I think that's probably one of my favourite parts of the film, actually.
2: And obviously that the plane's therefore running on autopilot. At the same time, we have a random zombie, we don't quite know how he's been infected, mm. in the terminal, come in, And then do that funny scene with uh, the security guard and Ron Davis and whatnot. And before that, we've seen Curtis come in, thereby suggesting that he's causing it. At least that's from the viewer's perspective. We don't know if he did or not. And then just as all hell's about to break loose, albeit in a very small time frame, in which, in fact, people seem to turn into zombies within seconds. Yes. Which is very, again, that's quite a new feature. Um, most people do take some time to turn into zombies, but this this chap was seconds. Then the plane crashes in, which is again quite a good scene, thereby spilling out all the all the other zombies from the plane, and then you know the the, the airport being cordoned off. I think when you first watch that, that's quite it's a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, I'm not quite sure if the explanations really work as to how that initial zombie got on in the, in the terminal.
3: Well, the way I read it is obviously. Uh, Frederick Downing and Curtis Miller are working together. Mm. Frederick obviously got quite sinister intentions, whereas all Curtis wants is justice for his family and the Raccoon City incident exposes it. And I think Curtis was the one who was supposed to infect that first zombie in the airport, but the zombies on the plane were sort of Frederick's contingency plan, if you like, if Curtis chickened out. That's how I read it, anyway. Because Curtis, even though he wants justice, he said, like, he's he doesn't want to cause another biohazard.
2: Mm, suggesting that Frederick had doubts as to whether he will go through it.
3: Yeah, because he needed to know he had the balls to do it, because he's counting on him injecting himself with the G-Virus later in the film. Mm.
2: But obviously he did have the balls, because it, it, it implies that he, he is the one that affected that first chappy. Either
3: that, or it was staged to make it look like Curtis Miller was the one who caused it all. And Frederick was behind it all along by infecting someone, and in case it didn't spread, make sure he had the plane coming.
2: Well, that's fine, and, and again, I, I I don't mind it, but obviously as a viewer, you're you're, you're kind of, you know, uh, told, you know, suggests that it was caused by Curtis, which again I don't have a problem with, but it never really explains when the big explanation comes out at the end because I infected the terminal and whatnot. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. really explain that little bit, which is which I think could have done with a bit of an explanation.
3: Well, this is it. If you're a casual viewer, completely new to the series, you've got no idea where the zombies have come from. No. Or, or how they became zombies. There's no explanation whatsoever. It's only you know if you're a fan of the series and you know about the T virus, obviously you'll uh, you'll know you know you'll have an idea of what's going on.
2: Mm. Um, I'm being casually reminded we didn't really speak about Leon during our little character section. I uh, I know I actually found him worse than RE4, <sighs> Leon. Yeah, I, think, I mean He's <laughs> awesome
1: just completely comes across as just emotionless, and the few semi interesting things he says are just cliches anyway.
2: Yeah, I think that's why I skipped over him. I'm not sure anyone would have yeah. poss- any any redeeming features to talk to him. Well, about.
0: Well, you say that I but do. It's actually my favorite iteration of Leon in the series. <laughs> it is, I, you know I think you know I, I, I but shooting. bearing in mind, let me come from a, a perspective of Biohazard Four, and I couldn't stand him. In that game, I hated all the wisecracking. You know, the white, you, you know, your right hand comes off. It, it was just, it was like all the really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners, but yeah. embodied in a character, yeah. And um, you know, and I just like the fact that for the, you know, for this movie, it's obviously post Resident Evil Biohazard Four. He's realized that the wisecracking's not really necessary, and yeah, he's a bit straight. He is a very boring character in it. But that's he's the thing,
1: you're you're right. But that's the thing, because you're absolutely right about the wisecracks. But the, but then nothing, without the wisecracks, nothing's replaced them. They're, they're, well, no, there's no personality to then replace them with. They,
0: I that's... appreciate, yeah, I, I can see that. But um, he has that nice moment with Claire, so I defend the film. Is it because it's Paul Mercier? Uh, no, because I think more... Uh, Matthew, is it Matthew? Matthew Mercer. Is it Matthew, sorry, it's Mercer and Mercer. Uh he does a great job as Leon. And and six God, here we go. As the second Biohazard six praise of the evening. Uh that gets the character of Leon a lot better because they, they give mm. him a lot more straight, but he also has the opportunity to do the odd one liner here and there. I think damnation is too much into the res four territory. Biohazard four territory. You know, I don't need a pruning. It's just an awful line. It's awful. Number mm. six has the balance about how you how you'd want Leon is about you know where he is in Biohazard six. to be
6: honest. Yeah, I'd agree absolutely agree with that. Yeah, about six.
0: Now, Batman, do you have access to
2: the
4: Degeneration Uncut script?
6: Uncut script. Isn't there a script that mentions seashell? Oh yeah, the uh, uh, the, the script
3: yeah the script says seashell at the end.
0: And, and is it tricell?
3: Yeah. Is and that, is that the only difference? Yeah, that's literally the only difference. Um, I think there's a couple extra lines of dialogue here and there, but there's nothing major that's
2: been cut out. Because at the end of the day, the connection that S is Seashell is Tristock,
0: it's still
2: still non-canon, isn't it? I mean, Seashell appeared in the RE5 graffiti stuff, didn't it? Seashell is evil on the website.
0: Seashell is a lie or something, was it?
3: Something like it
0: was just Seashell is Evil. Seashell is Evil, is it?
2: So you can link Seashell is Tricell, the little bit of RE4, to...
0: To To be honest, (laughs) if if they ever go back to 4, I I would hope they would redo that and actually name it as Tricell, because then it just gets rid of a problem. You don't need to have this ludicrous Seashell angle. You know, Mm -hmm. it is one of the only continuity errors the series still has.
2: Well, which brings us quite nicely onto the fact that we did get that little tidbit at the end, didn't we, with Tricell going back in off to Curtis Miller's mess to extract parts of the G virus. It's oh.
0: wonderful. When you when you play the series chronologically, that bit is so brilliant. Because it, you go on to Revelations and obviously that has a very loose Tricell reference. It's it's really good if you've got the um Jessica's report to follow it. So you get introduced to Tricell in Degeneration, then you get the Excel reference in Revelations, and then the next thing you play is um Oh no, Sorry, Revelations comes first, doesn't it? Revelations is first, yeah. Yeah, Revelations is first. So you've obviously got the BSAA reforming. You've had the very, very loose tricell reference in it. You can see it on the monitors. You get Excella named in the Jessica's report. You then get the Tricell named for the first time in Degeneration, and then you go into Lost in Nightmares, which doesn't mention them at all. And then you go into 5, and it all all the pieces of like the last few games or movies all come together in 5. And this is why 5 is brilliant, Nick.
2: <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I think if you remember, I, I, I like the story of 5.
1: Yeah, it's two very, very different yes. things.
4: Think about what, what makes 5 good is not the fact that you know, it's standing on its own merits, it's rather simple. If you just read
1: it, it as a book, it would be good.
4: Well, I mean, I yeah. think about OE 5 is that it's not by itself, by its own merits, it's average. But if you surround it with this build-up that Sean was talking about,
6: Yeah, it embodies
4: everything it's been building up to. It becomes amazing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Let me just pitch this to you. If you had the story of Biohazard Five in the remake style gameplay, would we all we'd we all sat here saying gaming could not get better?
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd have to agree with it. Last
0: Nightmares was was very good. It's so close to being exactly what it should be.
2: Right, anyway, we'll move back to Degeneration. We were on the storyline implications, weren't we? We derailed back to Leon. Um yes, okay. Degeneration introduced a few new companies as we, we, we like we like lots of companies to be introduced, obviously. We had Will Farmer <laughs> Will Farmer Tricer, which we've just mentioned there, TerraSave. And Will Farmer was interesting in the sense that obviously we talked about the vaccine. But I really like their lab, albeit mm. I didn't quite understand their fail-safe security system.
1: Do you mean the lab that looked very suspiciously like something out of a Paul Anderson film?
0: (laughs) I suppose right I did it. No, it didn't. didn't. Paul Anderson was never that creative.
2: (laughs) But it was honestly the most... the world's weirdest self... It was a self-destruct, wasn't it?
0: Basically, what happens is all the... the, There's four sectors, I think. Is it four sectors or five? And Mm -hmm. they all drop into a a big pit, which then closes and then immolates itself. You know... It just burns it all.
2: And that was another confusing plot point as well, because obviously Curtis runs there, and you I was never quite sure if that whole area was infected or not. Obviously it wasn't as a result of the outbreak in the Harvardville airport. And, and when obviously when everyone turns up, it seems to be quite normal, albeit Curtis is in there, and then you don't actually see any kind of zombies.
0: No, and there's no outbreak in there. It's just literally... But there are zombies. Off and, then, and then Curtis becomes a G-monster. That's it.
2: No, because there are zombies. There aren't. Oh,
0: are they? Oh, there? Oh, yeah. there is. There, and there I, is, and I and I don't close. quite know how.
2: But it's not until you, after you see Curtis mutate to G, and then the zombies kind of turn up. And I, I don't quite understand how there how there were zombies though. You just well. have
3: to assume the explosion leaked the T virus.
2: Again, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. stretch, is not it? Though.
3: I know, but what else could it be?
2: If there was no zombies, as you like to say, sure, and that would have been, you know, that's. Yeah, something. that's a bit. That is
0: sorry. Yeah, that is a bit Frederick, shit. I'll Frederick Downing that. leaked it. No, but he doesn't know, does he? It's not really. He'd have nothing to benefit from. No. From that, he, he, he only th- ever does
4: things that benefit him.
0: From his
2: perspective, his job was what done. What are you?
4: He's a fucking psychiatrist now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Crispin Freeman is a wonderful voice actor. He is. It's like Crispy Freeman's voice is like warm butter just dripping off a slice of toast into your ear because I, I remember i remember once i you know once you watch it the first time you know
2: the storyline you then like, you know, re-watched it again to go right now i know what's happened i've got the advantage and everything was fitting quite nicely until i saw the zombies in the um i'm not sure what it was, it was called just the labs the harvardville research center or whatever it was um that just didn't feel right and i thought that was a, i thought that was a genuine mistake as to how they came about and Again, no explanations given. You've got some nice moments in with Ron Davis's laptop and things where they explain everything. I thought that was that was a quite a, a quite a good scene.
3: But mm. it's a nice scene. But why does Frederick take Claire to the HQ in the first place?
0: Yeah, I've always wondered that. Yeah, for some afternoon tea. Tea, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no,
2: but why? Why? That's yeah, a good point,
0: though. It has no. It's, it's to basically give Claire something to do, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. And it moves on our point that the second half of the film with Claire is, is stretched, isn't it?
0: And yeah, I love the second half of the film with Leon. I think it's, you know, from an action point of view, one of the best things the series has ever done. I, I, I genuinely think I, I love it. Brilliant.
1: I'm going to have to watch it
0: again. It's, it's when Leon's fighting Curtis, for me, it's everything I ever wanted—a biohazard. Oh, that is a great battle!
1: Do. Yeah, the direction of that battle, and and, the, and the, the the way with everything exploding and disintegrating, and the the, sort of the different platforms—it's quite desperate. I think, yeah, that they, that is done very
0: very well. I'd agree. Yeah. Mm. When did you two to go diving together? <laughs>
3: Christ. Curtis Miller's a very good recreation of the G creature.
2: Yeah. I thought oh, he was I portrayed I, um, very well.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful design. Yeah. And it's bit- some great slow mo moments where, like, um, you yeah. see Curtis, like, he's walking toward the army rangers to fight them, yet the GI, um, yeah. it looks at Angela and then yeah. it, like, controls the body and moves toward Angela, you know, yeah. as though it's sensing its, you know, ability to create offspring. It's, it's great. It's really good. It's bits like that. Certainly his mutation was
2: Far more believable than like mm. Mor- Morpheus's, even though it was a different virus. It, it just proved that perhaps Sergei was right, or so Wesker was right, with the way people react differently to depending on their own internal feelings and beliefs and whatnot about That's how they. That's Yeah, isn't but it?
1: Morpheus's transformation was pretty believable in, in the sense <laughs> of. Was it? Of- was <laughs> it? Well, no, yeah, he was a
4: having book. a sex change. What sex change was he? These? had
1: breasts beforehand. If you look at that cut thing, he, he, <laughs> clearly there was something going on beforehand.
2: And he grows, and he grows high heels. You know, is because <laughs> because that's linked with oestrogen. Um,
4: but you know, it, it, it it's was a, a shit driver too. I wonder.
2: <laughs> it, <laughs> Curtis's mutation was believable within the world of Resident Evil and what we know oh, about yeah. the G virus. And as you just pointed out with the eye looking at Angela, that. You know, that just was... reminded you of Birkin and Sherry, and you know that it worked very well. I thought, um, I and mean, you didn't really get any of that in with Morpheus. I know, obviously, it was maybe a bit more T virus, but when the G virus took over, it just turned into the blob thing. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that that was one of the one of the few letdowns actually from Dead Aim was with that that second. Um... Well. That second I, I, form was just a joke.
2: I don't I don't mind it because, again, it it, it, it linked in with what we know eventually happens with the G-Virus. It's just that, obviously, in Degeneration, they put a bit more care into thinking, what are the traits of the G-Virus? Where in Dead Aim, they just go, well, it becomes a big blob. You know, <laughs> you know here they, they, they actually put a bit of thought about it, it into well, I think it. it could
1: have been this guy, you know, it was a bit ironic, this guy that was obsessed with beauty ended up,
4: you know... Mm. Um, Being the opposite yeah, of it, that. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, fair dues.
4: So, 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 so. I just, I would have liked for him to have realised what he had become and what he looked like, just to know what effect that would have had on his mind. For someone who puts so much stock into beauty, wouldn't it be deliciously ironic to, like, hold up a mirror against him and go, yeah, look at yourself. I mean, I wonder what his reaction would be. And that's the real joy I find right there. The fact it would fuck with him so much. I mean, the average person would just be like, "Oh God, that's that's not right, is it? That's it's a bit messed up." But imagine if it was someone like him. Imagine that it would just, yeah, awful. Thanks, John.
2: <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> is there any other points that people wanted to bring about degeneration? Anything that's been on their, you know, edge of their lips? Going, I need to break, get this off my chest. It's interesting in its sense, but because it's so self-contained and the links are quite. You know, the, the, the links are either at the beginning or at the very end. It's hard to talk about Degeneration in the scope of the entire series because all the links are either right at the
0: beginning in the first couple of minutes or right at the end. Uh, no, because my favourite bit is the bit in the middle where... Um, yeah, but I'm not just...
2: talking... You know, okay, yeah, you get the crisp. <laughs> yeah, fine. Okay, I'll give you that. But the only thing I've got also in my notes was, obviously, this was the first feature-length CGI film, but it wasn't the first CGI film. No, no. But no, we're,
3: not, we're not we're not talking about the thing in Raccoon City again.
2: No, but it's the honour <laughs> that, that honour goes to 4D Executor, of course. That I won't mention too much, but just say obviously a huge improvement over we already mentioned over that much. we have. I don't, if
4: if if
0: if we could relate Cameron to the series, I quite like Forty. d Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, yeah, but I appreciate the argument that she's what I would
3: say about this film though is that. It, it did a good job in opening the, in shifting the direction of the series. I mean, this film really sort of opened the door to the bioterrorism angle that we've been stuck yes. with ever since.
2: Yes, yeah. and it did give us that helpful map,
4: which I often go on about,
2: that tells you where all the biohazard incidents have been since since 1998.
4: Mm. Does that actually coincide with what we know? <laughs> I don't know, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe just like some guy at Capcom was just like yeah. <laughs> you know tossing darts at like a map and going right we have outbreaks there 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 why not we'll put one in Antarctica as well fuck it
2: well every environment has now been used up
4: which means the next alternative the next the logical step is in space <laughs> God. we'll make a game said that every week <laughs> but <laughs> we it's do. great isn't it we do it on a space station oh, they haven't they, have, they haven't done sort of like um,
3: isn't Moonraker
1: uh, escaping from from some sort of incarcerated facility like a prison or something? You know, um, inf- you know, almost like a Lisa Trevor, Jessica Trevor kind of story of you know,
4: George.
1: Uh, experimentees escaping from a facility. George,
4: that's, that's a fascinating good. idea, but we've got to do Moonraker. We're oh doing my- Moonraker.
3: Moonraker is basically Resident Evil Five in space, isn't it?
4: Exactly. Yeah, Hugo Drax. Because- doesn't he, use,
3: he uses a plant doesn't he to try and create a race of superhumans or
4: something Yeah, he basically what his what his plan was, he creates a race of superhumans and he creates a virus that will kill off all the humans on the planet and then he repopulates it with his super race with himself as its god just so, like Spencer
3: Already been done.
2: Yep. I'm sorry I, have, I haven't seen Moonraker in a long long time. That that is a feasible James Bond plot.
3: You could have Leon at the end attempting to. Uh, oh,
2: really? <laughs> I
0: do. I do think. Joking <laughs> aside, answer, I think though. you know if you if you take the two movies together, I think Degeneration is considerably better. I would yes, agree.
4: What, the I would agree actually.
0: Damnation only finds its feet in the last 30 minutes, and that's only because it has tyrants. I in was going to say, think.
2: if Damnation didn't have super tyrants, it would have been a bloody mess.
0: Yeah, and
4: a, a
1: boring one at
2: like that. And a bo- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The only thing I would say, actually, we can we can touch upon the mobile version of Degeneration because it's the first, it's the only oh, time yes, you, can, you can play it. Yeah. So. Oh
1: the, yes, yes, yeah, it's quite
2: right. The mobile game has actually
1: interested me for the first time ever.
2: Well, it interested me. It was one of the reasons I started looking into the mobile games. because I wanted. What's it like?
1: Have you played it, Nick?
2: I've I've played the demo. I downloaded it on an iPhone that I borrowed. So it runs the Resident Evil 4 mobile engine, but it is quite hideous to play.
0: But... There's two versions of it as well. Is there? there yes. There was a, there was a yeah. version released on an old no- on the old Nokias, which was um, basically like it used the camera angles of Resident Evil 2, but made them appear like an airport and just gave you scenarios. There's like a battle mode, like you had to kill three zombies in the uh, photo room corridor in Res 2, but obviously all the walls had been done to look like an airport. It was awful. They are generally quite crap, but it's uh, you know just for, for someone
2: that was mildly interested in the portable games, um, it was interesting to see if it could possibly be linked in with the film itself. Maybe not on a canonical basis, but just out of purely interest. But so I don't. So what's the
1: second version?
2: Well, that's that's is... the main iPhone version, and yeah. Yeah. you know it's it's fairly dull. You just go around the airport shooting occasional zombies, but they introduced. Yeah,
3: is it just the airport setting? As far you as I know. Sure. You had Hunnigan on the codec, didn't you?
2: You did have hun- Yeah, You did have. And Hunnigan. you
3: had a. You, there was a few files about like airport maintenance and stuff.
2: Yeah, that was wasn't right. there. A tyrant in there. There was um, proto tyrant returned T001, oh. or you know, its skin model. And there's also Cerberus as well that jumped from the plane.
3: Right.
2: So that that was about it. But um, it's a shame really because there could have been an opportunity somewhere to try and maybe link it in. I'm not I'm not quite sure how but if they wanted to, they could have done. But, but tyrant's a bit out of place, isn't it? The tyrant is a bit, yes, because obviously it clearly was just a commercial passenger plane. And a commercial airport, and yet they just sort of <laughs> decided to have yeah, a tyrant in the back room, in the locker room. <laughs> so Maybe he
4: was getting his uh, connecting flight to uh, <laughs> Rocky <Racine> City. <laughs> I've got to be here by the death's door scenario yeah, in I was know, say, an hour or so. <laughs> so he's the tyrant. <laughs> the he, we've explained oh, where yeah. he came from, that tyrant. <laughs> we yeah. wonder where he came from, that one tyrant. He came out of the fucking plane from he Harvardville. Does... <laughs>
0: And he went back in, time. <laughs> back in
4: time. Shit, forgot about that. <laughs> no, damn it! One, he had a flux
0: capacitor <laughs> embedded into his heart, and then as he fell from oh, the plane, hit it, eighty-eight miles an hour. Sure, and that's we, why he's in the sky when Ada sees him. Absolutely. Could, no,
4: that's a good effort, Sean. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the gesture, but no, you, know, you, you shot it down. <laughs> no matter how wacky an idea you put in there, like oh yeah, the flux, cap-, it's just I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. You know, you, you, the damage has been done. You know, it's...
0: Well, I'm pleased you've analysed it from a scientific point. <laughs> <Yes>. of <on>. view.
4: <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's like the site, you know, the science biohazard, isn't it? It's like the the, uh, the editorials we have on the site. About the viruses.
2: Yes, the next biology of evil. How the, the T001 tyrant from Degeneration, the mobile game, can't be the tyrant from Death's Door. Well, look. I wonder
3: if the, uh, if the tyrant took the sports almanac back from Harvardville Airport with all the, uh, <laughs> sports results from the 1998
4: Super Bowl. No, what happened was he, um, he did have it on his person, right? And uh, he got killed. And then Nikolai picked up the almanac and took it with him out of the series, and then right. he got
2: rich from I, it. I do feel we are digressing somewhat. Um, if everyone wants to go through their favourite moment of the film, George, what was your favourite moment?
1: Nothing to do with the narrative or story, nothing to do with any of the new characters, really. As a general theme throughout, yeah, I thought it was fantastic that Alice court returns for Claire, but um, Sean reminded me that... Uh, and John as well, that the representation of the G-Monster and then the that, that battle was, was fantastic. Um, that would be my my favourite bit.
0: So, Saren? The single moment where um, Leon and Claire discuss Umbrella, and um, Leon, although it's a bit cheesy, the line he uses, but he basically says, you know, she went down a road, not like a fighter like me, um, but it's a great little moment that, you know, it, there's a reference to Chris, And it just yeah, it's my favourite bit. I remember watching that moment and being like, I'm so happy they included that that little that little reference to Chris and the acknowledging, you know, that actually he's out there and these two are involved in a very different conflict. Great.
4: Mr Spencer, uh was his like favourite moment? Favorite moment favourite moment. Um Hmm, that's a tough one. I don't know if there's any moments in that film I actually liked. So I guess it's like the moment that I dislike the least. said. <laughs> be would be the answer to your question. The credits. Uh, uh I I think the the plane crashing was kind of cool, and that guy on the plane who was clearly got he's clearly infected, and he's like, you know, here, take this message to whoever. But oh yeah, that was it actually. Yeah, so that guy. Who's sick and he gives the air flight, air hostess, like a message or a piece of paper or something saying, oh, this needs to get to whoever. How is she going to fucking deliver that to someone <laughs> when she's in the flight? this him. He's like, oh, you should deliver this paper to someone. Well, can't you get it? Can't you sort of send it to him yourself? Because we're on the same flight and we, we're going to get off the plane together. Oh, oh no, no, you, you best get it. <laughs> like, oh. Batman, what do you think was your favourite moment?
3: Uh, my favourite moment was the tricell link at the end.
2: Ah, so the last but if times. I
3: could praise Resident Evil 6 for a third time tonight.
2: Whoa, go uh,
3: there was one brilliant file uh, explaining the first meeting between Leon and Chris that was set up by Claire, and it, it sort of nicely explained why the BSAA weren't in this film when you really thought they should have been, um, because there's a bit of sort of bad blood between the BSAA and the US government who like to take care of their own mess, so to speak. Thought that was a nice little touch because really, if you think about it, the BSAA should have been all over this uh, this incident.
4: Yeah, you know what, ori Six could have benefited from having the CIA in there. The CIA <laughs> would have been perfect. You know, as a bad guy, Derek Simmons get don't get rid of the whole family nonsense. Just have him in there as a spook, as a company man, works for the CIA, and you know he's covering up. Like you said, the U.S. government they look after their own. You know, they look after their
6: own.
2: Welsh favorite moment.
6: Uh, I like the opening sequence. Opening sequence. Yeah, I would agree much with you. it.
2: Yeah, I thought that was the best bit.
7: Frederick confessed everything. He was also the one that provided the T virus to the terrorists in India. He even acted as the black market broker. He stole the T and T viruses, then escaped right before the Raccoon City disaster. But Frederick decided he could only sell them as a set with a vaccine. So he erased his past found employment at Will Pharma, and gained unrestricted access to their research facilities. He had the luxury of searching for potential customers while manufacturing the vaccine. This is how he stumbled upon General Grande. All the terrorist incidents were demonstration staged for General Grande's benefit. Sort of a... twisted sales pitch.
5: And my brother was just a tool to them. He was used this doesn't absolve curtis of what he did
8: but we share something in common with him and that's his passionate desire to prevent any further tragedies like raccoon city
7: Later,
1: Leon. Let's go
7: diving together again sometime. Love to. To go diving. Hmm? Don't worry about that. More importantly, what are you up to? Need a lift?
5: I have a limousine waiting.
7: <laughs> Next time we bump into each other, let's hope it's someplace a little more normal.
2: <sighs> Definitely.
7: Until next time.
2: Okay, Mark's at a ten. Welsh, what would you give it at a ten? Seven. Batman?
3: Uh, six and a half.
2: Mr Spencer? Um, five and a half. Star's
0: Tyrant? When I first watched it, I gave it a nine because I was so giddy about how, you know, happy I was of a movie. I'll, I'll drop that to an eight now, retrospectively.
2: George Trevor? I would give it a six... It's a seven out of ten from me. <laughs> that concludes our chat on degeneration. It's now time for Neptune and Newsies Biohazard Quiz. Their
1: minds will be tested. <laughs> now, I I have an answer, but it's based on a thread that Welsh made.
2: Experiments will be undertaken. I've been told by the boss that you have to be deducted a point. Fuck off. Great knowledge is needed.
0: <laughs> I got a massive knot out of five last time.
2: And a new power
0: will arise.
8: <laughs> what hey,
2: a crazy,
0: crazy, 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 crazy question <laughs> is,
1: that?
0: It is it. You said stop. these pictures
1: weren't hard. <laughs> no, no, I I might not, not. <laughs> not, not. not well just have not you know. I not I eating in 1985? I don't know.
5: The Batman And Star's Tyrant
7: It's time for Neptune and Newsy's Biohazard Quiz!
2: spencer so welcome back to the latest edition of neptune and newsy's biohazard quiz as usual minus newsy let's take a look at the scores very interesting batman you still lead with 28 points in second place is george trevor with 21 and in joint third it's mr spencer and stars tyrant quick look on the guest leaderboard Well, you find yourself with three points you scored three out of five last time So an opportunity to perhaps join the elite group of Ridley, Wanderer and Rombie, who scored four apiece. So there we go. Uh, Obviously no news so the lifeline's redundant again.
4: Well, can't we just call this like Neptune's quiz from now on? Paul's not been here since the past eight years of podcasts we've been doing so <laughs> to be fair i, I yeah. would
2: just call it neptunes bar has a quiz but i really can't be bothered to do a re-recording of the introduction so it's neptune and uses bar has a quiz till the end so we've got five new questions this week if everyone can clear their desktops you can open up notepad no conferring why
1: would anyone need to open up Notepad? <laughs> i don't know I I don't
4: that's what i do i always do that oh, thinking, i, open, I open think you're gonna notepad,
0: forget your bad. answers I think he
2: yeah, just saves say...
0: paper, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> it does say... I'm, I'm eco friendly.
4: <laughs>
2: we are an eco friendly quiz. So, that's
1: so you you're going to know the answer, and if you don't type it into Notepad, you're going to forget what you thought the answer was. Is that
4: Look, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, so the chances of me remembering this are very limited. Okay. I mean, it's Let's just see... like that whole
0: pub quiz thing, isn't it? You've got to write the answer down, aren't <laughs> you? It? It's like a pub quiz. Fucking <laughs> hell. I don't. I don't okay. go to the pub anymore. Stop taking this moment away from me,
4: George. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to write my words to my answers down on paper? Oh, look at all this fucking paper I've got everywhere on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Amazon fucking rainforest here.
2: (laughs) Question number one comes from Project Umbrella member Lou. Okay, it is the 28th of September 1998. Obviously, RE3 is about to kick off. But what special event was also due to take place that day, or did take place that day?
0: Date again, please.
2: 28th of September. <laughs> in the RE
6: timeline. Yes, in
2: the uh, RE
0: timeline.
6: What
2: else is happening on the 28th of September?
6: Uh-huh. A special event was due to take Hey yeah, guys, I'm surprised how much you point out about that. It's actually different in 2 and 3.
2: Oh, fuck's sake. Interesting you should mention that, actually, because the answer that I got from Lou, I decided to check it on the basis that Batman often questions my answers. And it's actually different than The Chronology of Evil. The Chronology of Evil has it down as the 28th, but uh, Lou had it had it down as the 29th. So it's either the 29th or the 28th, so we can blame Newsbot regardless. So, OK, so it's a special event that happens either the 28th or 29th. You, you probably even know it or you don't.
0: Right. Well, so, so, so if we name the event, you're going to give us the question. Here. If you name the event, I'll
2: give you the point, regardless if it took place on the 28th or the 29th.
0: Well, there's only one event I know of. And that's probably. That's mentioned the... in, in both two and three, it and yeah, it's that... on. It, I'll give everybody a clue. Sure. It's on a whiteboard or a notice board in the mm. office where you there see we... Marvin.
2: There we go. So we should know the answer. So if everyone's put an answer down, question number two. Aside from Jill and Chris. Name another character from Biohazard I Survivor. Hey? I what? The... I say it again. Aside what? from Jill and Chris, name another character from Biohazard Eye Survivor.
1: What is Biohazard I Survivor?
2: It's oh. a mobile game released in 2001. What? Obviously. Yeah, it was. fucking I, I, can't never, remember I never it heard, heard that one. Was, was that released Nintendo? only in Japan? It was on the iMode service, yes. Whose
1: question was that? That's mine. <laughs> Oh, you tosser It's a mobile game <laughs>
0: perhaps, God, I, and the thing so... is I vaguely remember it as well You've got eyes five options
1: So yeah. I, I shouldn't have even asked whose question that
2: was yeah. I should have realised Okay, So you can just guess a name You might have a chance Okay, question number three
1: so I just say, can, would anyone else agree after that No more questions about the fucking mobile games
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know,
0: I was running I out I remember Survivor as well
4: You've what? got a whole series of games to ask questions <laughs> on <laughs> like right. the most obscure ones. Mm. Yeah. That's the whole point, then it's testing it. But none of us would have played that.
2: Oh, I've or never I played
4: packs, no one could play it. University
2: challenged. Question number three <laughs> Name the rivers of the Arc Clay Mountains. <laughs> I rivers of That's a nice
4: play, question. I know
2: what it I don't know this. Got it. There's four. Do so yeah, so you have so to all name all, all four? Um, it depends how everyone does. Um, I'm not suppose... even gonna you know, attempt
6: it. I, don't, I have no idea. If you name two,
2: you'll get half. If you name four, if you get yeah, I no. don't even
0: know one.
4: There was a hitchhiker whose body was found near the river. That's the one.
2: There's is a there's four. Question number four. In Resident Evil Zero, red and blue makes what? In what? In Resident Evil Zero, red and
6: blue makes what? It's a puzzle. Sure, Do cl- you d- remember that puzzle? Is know? it a chemical, or what, what is it? Correct, <laughs> correct. Ah, anyone... uh, yeah, it's Rebecca's.
2: Yeah. Okay, no, no, I won't have a clue. Sean oh, seems to be yes. up on that. Okay. And finally, question number five makes her a triumphant return of the who am I question. So listen up. Who am I? I've made it a long way, but it's over. It's going dark. I've been a piece of shit coward. Forgive me, Kevin, Aaron, and Fred.
3: Who am uh, I? Ah, Nice.
1: <laughs> can you please
2: repeat that one more time? Yes, I can. Who am I? I've made it a long way, but it's over. It's going dark. I've been a piece of shit coward. Forgive me, Kevin, Aaron, and Fred.
4: Is this the guy that shot himself with a mossberg, isn't it? I will say nothing.
2: That concludes our five questions. Join us after this when we'll run through the answers.
6: D, 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 D. D.
2: So Hello and welcome back to Neptune and Newsy's Biohazard quiz. We've had five brain-wrenching questions about Biohazard. Let's see how everyone's done. An opportunity, I feel, for some people to maybe catch up with Batman. So, anyway, question number one was from project member Lou. And I apologise to him in case he was right all along and I was wrong. Slash the chronology of evil was wrong. Either on the 28th or 29th of September, a special event was taking place. What event was that, George Trevor? No, the,
1: a special event was taking place on the 28th of September. Yeah. As, as So, just before RE2... Mm. Oh, oh, there was a, were they celebrating something in the city? There was the, the oh, fuck. There was some sort of citywide specific celebration Um, that maybe the mayor was also involved with.
4: Was that the obligatory city hall or something, wasn't it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna say, and I should, I hope if we, I'm on to the right track. What well, I'm thinking, I should. I deserve half a point. Some sort of city, just involving Wacken City, a celebration. We're commemorating something in within the
2: city. Okay, right. I'll note that down. Mr. Spencer, can you improve um, on that answer?
4: I was. I know what he's on about. I don't know if it was something to do with like some sort city of hall. It was like City Hall or something, but I kinda went for the anniversary of the cable car system or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm putting it I'm last cast of the die with that one. Okay. Welsh, did Gay you know Pride?
6: this one? Uh Michael Festival.
4: The Michael Festival.
2: Okay.
0: Michael
1: Warren.
2: Stars yeah.
0: Tyrant. What did you say? In Resident Evil three, on the whiteboard in Marvin's uh room, you know, where you find him, in Hazard three. It says tomorrow is the St. Michael's Festival. And if you go there in a 2, it says today is the day of the St. Michael Festival. So uh, that's, that's what I reckon. I know you said what's the 28th, mm. but then you threw in that um, card about it's not entirely accurate. So then uh, that's the only thing I've got. That's the only thing I can think of where two games actually reference one event. So St. Okay. Michael's Festival is my answer. Well,
2: wait
4: a bit. So yeah.
3: September so. 29th is the St Michael's Festival.
2: The answer is, of course, the St Michael Festival, so points are there. It was, I, I, I apologise, it's just something that I checked up um, on the chronology of Eve, obviously, that will need updating then. It is the 29th of September. The answer is the St Michael Festival. Points for Batman, Stars Tyrant, Welsh, and I will give a point for George Trevor, because at the very end he did say festival. Yeah,
1: I, I think I'd say one point, or like half a point,
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm unlucky Mr. Spencer. Question number 2, apart from Jill and Chris name another character from Biohazard i survivor. Batman, what did you put?
3: Um, oh, no idea. When did it come out 2001? Yeah. Um Who was in it Chris and Jill? Yeah. Uh, oh the,
2: the the other four just to help other four characters are completely new characters.
3: Oh, so it's new. Oh. It's a new character.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> you now. <mouth. laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so you're going to you're gonna have to guess the name. And, well, uh, it's
1: uh, a random first name and a random surname.
2: No, yeah, no, no, no. They don't go into that level of detail. You just need a first name
3: Sergeant Jock McTaggart. <laughs>
2: uh, George Trevor. Betty Swallocks. Betty Swallocks. Mr. Spencer. Jake. I don't
4: know. Fykes gets her first name basis. There's always a
1: Jake. Yeah, I'm going to change my answer to Jake. Jake <laughs> There's
0: always a Jake.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I love that logic.
1: Stars Tyrant.
0: Lucy. Let's just say Lucy. Welsh.
1: Oh, I like Lucy.
0: Yeah.
6: Uh, I should know the answer because I translate that, but I can't think of who it was.
0: I think you translated
2: it for me, you already, so you provided me with a translation.
6: Uh, no idea. No idea. Kevin?
2: The answers are either Frank, K, Al, Anna, or Kentaro unlucky it's just i was gonna say control i remember
0: i survivor as well gonna
3: so who are they then are they police officers
2: uh oh blimey uh one of them oh is... now now you're asking <laughs> now you're in fact no i did look actually but the um the sources that we use on the on the pu article um when you click on the bookmarks have now gone which is unfortunate but um i survivor also had um another um a charlie team as well or other members of Stars that weren't in the you know in, in the original photograph. Uh, yeah. It really expanded upon that. I think Anna and um, Al were Stars members at least. But it was it was as a card based game uh, that you came up against um, you know Cerberus and, and Zombie Cops set in Raccoon City, but obviously not canon. It wasn't made by Capcom in any way. So right, no points there unfortunately for anyone. So name the four rivers of the Clay Mountains.
4: Name okay, one of the one uh. river four options didn't
2: you no I, I said name four okay you?
4: <laughs> yeah you didn't say name
2: four I well five well, five what I'll I do I'll see who if if no one gets all four if someone gets all four they're, they're going to get the point and then if anyone, if anyone gets three they might get the point
4: I can't I don't know how to pronounce this but I remember reading something that sounded like this in a manual or something <laughs> okay
2: well we'll start with you Mr Spencer how many rivers of the Arclane mountains could you name
4: just the one right because that's what I was asked one of these four I remember, I'm getting that name that that word, and I don't know where it's coming from, it's probably bollocks. Is it coming from the Resident Evil Wikia? No, it just <laughs> came out, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: what, what name have you got? Can we have it's
4: A-I-M-E, A-M-E, Amy or something, Amy or something like that. Ames. Proper, Ames almost. No, no, he
2: didn't
1: say that. <laughs> stars. we kept Stars, he didn't say that.
4: Right,
1: it's okay. A-I- <laughs> I just want to stress that the letter you said after E was another E and not. No, an yeah, I
4: was gonna say it's A-S- A-S- A-S-S- you, A-S-S- you said A
2: I M E E. Okay. That may be one answer, but have you got any other answers? No. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> George Trevor, can you improve? I can name two. Okay. I can name two.
1: Areas of water that I'm aware of in Resident Evil, whether they're anywhere near the Arkeen Mountains, I've no idea. Uh, Mendez River. Right. And Victory Lake. I've got a horrible feeling Victory Victory Lake might be in fucking nowhere near, but those are the only two bodies of water I'm aware of in the RE universe.
2: And you're not going with Mr Spencer's answer as well for a third possible answer. Amy... <laughs> no. I don't know. A, 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 Amy River, no. No, okay, so you're giving me one river and one lake. Which means I want to cheat and just
6: add
1: his on. Be honest with you, if I'd gone after Batman, then I probably would do that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Welsh, how many rivers can you name? Uh, the only two I can think of are the uh, Circular River and Ames River.
4: Circular River Ames River.
6: I'll take George's two points as well <laughs> if you want. I'll
4: <laughs> Isn't Victory
3: Lake just from the Perry novels? I know there's uh, one just, river There's one river that's just from the Perry novels. I can't remember which one it is.
6: I think it's from the true story behind Biohazard. Is it? Oh,
3: that's uh, probably where I've got it from, because I've not read the Perry books. Um, I know, I've heard of Mendez River. There's the Ames River, because they find the body in there, don't they? Circular <laughs> River is the one that runs through the city, I think. And I'm going to say Marble River. I'm sure oh, that's where I'm the first murder sure right. victim is found.
0: Uh, Star start what did you have? Mm. North River South River West River East River He knows his stuff
2: this lad <laughs> what well, unbelievably points have to go to Batman there he's getting all four right is the River Ames Marble Circular and Mendes Victory Lake I believe it, it is there but I, it's not a river I didn't, I didn't ask for a lake I asked for rivers I
4: didn't ask for a <laughs> river mean, I mean come on <laughs> there's a clue it's it, a yeah. lake you know it's, it's... <laughs> oh come name on a, it's like name <laughs> a river um Victory Lake <laughs>
1: It's all, it's all water, for God's sake.
2: Well done, Batman.
1: Very well, good. That's a How do you, wonderful know that? Answer. do you just like Do you just stare at study copies of the maps? Yeah. I have every, to say that
4: it's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, Victory Lake is a fantastic answer with just two minor errors. <laughs> number one, it's a lake. And number two, it's a lake. Now I understand it's that the actually canon. only one problem, but I felt it was such a big one, it was worth pointing out twice. <laughs> brilliant (laughs) okay uh
2: question number four in resident evil zero red and blue makes what and yes purple is correct in terms of color coordination but what does it make in resident evil zero welsh sounded fairly confident we'll start with george trevor yeah i'm confident um it
1: makes the strip arm it makes the stripping agent oh does it make sulfuric acid oh shit (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was really confident, but then I remembered there's a green chemical as well. There
2: is a green chemical. Red and uh-huh. um, green uh-huh. makes the other one, I think. Yeah, what red and you're asking for red and blue. I'm asking for red and blue.
1: Um for stripping agent. Stripping. I know I'm gonna be wrong.
4: Mr Spencer. V gel, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Stars Tyrant. Um I had written down battery acid. Right. But George has made me worry it's sulfuric acid, I think now. So he's sort of given me the answer, I'm afraid. But then isn't battery acid sulfuric acid anyway? I don't know. Well,
4: sulfuric acid is meant to be colourless, isn't it? Why would you put red and blue in there? Oh, look, we got colourless. I think it is colourless. When you get
0: it, it looks like water when you combine it. Batman? I
3: can't remember which one it is. I'm going to guess stripping
6: agent.
2: Okay, and Welsh?
6: Acid. I really don't know for sure it could be the stripping agent. It's been a while.
2: Two of you are right, and it's not Mr. Spencer with Vigil. Red and blue makes... Sulfuric Acid.
1: Oh, shit. so well, <laughs> well... time John's wrong, and I get the same.
2: <laughs> so, well <laughs> done, Welsh. Well done. Fuck. <laughs> well done, Stars. Oh. And
6: well, well ha- hang on, though. Is uh, Stripping Agent and Acid the same thing?
2: No, the other one is Parting Agent or something like that, which is what yeah. red and green is. So. <laughs> Question at number five. <laughs> Who am I? I've made it a long way, but it's over. It's going dark. I have been a piece of shit coward. Forgive me, Kevin, Aaron, and Fred. Just to fill you in, this is a question on Biohazard Outbreak File 2. So, Ty, did you know this one? I didn't. I'll be honest. Are you going to guess a name? Because I'm only looking for a first name.
0: Run it by me again.
2: I've made it a long way, but it's over. It's going dark. I've been a piece of shit coward. Forgive me, Kevin, Aaron, and Fred. I'm looking for a name. You can see <laughs> that
0: file within the game. I can see it. I've, I've read that file before. Well, Barry, in mind, we talked. Cannot... To... I think it's a Desperate Times file, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about we... that. It, what you're, corre- you're correct in that sense.
2: There's lots of links to Biohazard Outbreak 2, which we did the last podcast.
0: Can I interject here?
2: Is it, is is it, it? a Desperate Times file? I don't is know, this... if, I don't know if it's off the top of my head, but. Um... No, no, it's not. We mentioned um, his bottom. name
3: on the last podcast.
2: But I we did, yes, that. we did mention his name in the last podcast.
0: I was trying to be a bit more subtle. Did that? I mention his name?
2: I don't have a guess. I don't have a guess.
6: Fucking. You no. find his body in the subway. Oh, it's <sighs> Jim's oh, mate God. in the subway
0: then. Oh, I can't remember his name. John's gonna say it. and I'm gonna fucking kick myself so <laughs> hard. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. George Trevor.
1: Um, I'm a bit confused because I thought I, I've written down an answer which I was confident, and because I've seen this file, because. You so said it's from Outbreak 2, I don't understand, because then I wouldn't know it. Gene. Gene,
6: right, right. But
1: I'm sure there's a, another file somewhere, Resident Evil, where someone refers themselves as a piece of shit coward, and it, in a way that at the time I thought almost sounded like a, a bad translation. Something about a piece of shit comes up in another file, I'm
4: sure. But, yeah, Mr yeah. Spencer, did you know? Elliot, I don't know. The That's answer. your default
2: answer, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's Jake's his default <laughs> oh,
4: answer. <laughs> there's always a Jake.
2: Welsh, did you know?
4: Uh
6: Gene.
2: Gene and oh. Batman. Yeah, Gene. It is ah! Gene. That's of course we mentioned Gene a lot in the last podcast because he was our special guest from Resident Evil Outbreak. Two.
0: Is it an underbelly file? Yeah. Fucking barstool. <laughs> to, to
3: be fair though, he's only there on hard
0: mode for some reason. His body's not is there it, on oh. normal mode. I'm
1: sure there's a file in Resident Evil Three where someone which is almost a similar, I, similar I tell you to you that.
0: What? I don't know about you, Bass, but I've seldom played the Outbreak games in harder difficulties.
3: No, I haven't.
0: That finishes
2: the quiz, so let's see how everyone has done. And we have joint winners this week, ladies and gentlemen. Batman and the Welsh, sorry, the Welsh, Welsh, <laughs> finishing yeah, <laughs> finishing top with three out of five apiece. Well that done. That was one of Chats. your
1: rants again, Nick, wasn't it? You you were into there when, you know, the Welsh. The Welsh, <laughs> the Welsh
6: oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang, hang on a second off. Three out of five, isn't the, uh, if you said you get two of the rivers right, it's half point?
2: I did say that, didn't I? Uh,
6: oh, man. Yeah, he's only,
2: you know... <laughs>
4: Joe's only been on the podcast for like a couple of them, and already he's picking up the little tricks to try and you know get another half point out of somewhere. Which, and...
2: which means, which means that the winner of this week's quiz is Welsh with three and a half. Well done, Welsh! You've improved on your score last time. Uh,
3: surely I must get a bonus point for getting all four rivers right. Now you get the point. Oh <laughs> fuck
5: <yeah>. <laughs> <Trouble>. <laughs> <laughs> so you
4: fuck! off. you could hear the mank rage in his voice there. So well, you go
2: second in our leaderboard with three and a half, thereby overtaking Smiley and Archelon, so you should be very pleased with that. Second place, Batman with three, and joint third, George Trevor and Stars Tyrant with two. Mister Spencer, I don't think I'm you've sure got. A
1: single... I got more than two right in that quiz. I don't think you... I've got half a point for the rivers. Why? I got a river correct. Right, you needed two to get half. Oh. Okay, um, I was getting a half of something else. We got a lake. Oh, the festival. <laughs> <But> the festival. <laughs> 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 I got the festival thing. Yes, festival and, thing. And the name, Gene.
2: You got... Yes, yeah. that's right. That's by my adding up, that's yeah. two. Okay.
3: You just said festival. You didn't say Michael festival.
2: Yeah, no, I'm being generous.
3: So he got one.
2: <laughs> what if you wanted to deduct it
3: one? I'm just rubbing it in, no, George. I'm only
2: George. Let's just, yeah, let's not rock the boat. No. <laughs> so, to Mr. Spencer, I don't think you scored anything this week, my friend.
4: I don't think I did. I don't think you did.
2: No, you didn't. No. So, what's that done to the overall leaderboard? Well, that puts Batman onto a commanding oh. thirty-one points in second place. Wow. wow. Still remains George Trevor up to twenty-three points. Stars Tyrant now in third position on twenty-one points, and Mr. I'm Spencer on nineteen. So.
0: You yeah, know, not too bad. Chad. I think Watch the button out, they're already paying out,
1: aren't they, on John as the I'm
0: winner? <laughs> Series playthrough's given me a second win. No it has, way. it has.
2: So, thank you very much for playing. That concludes Neptune and bio has a quiz for this week. Join us next week for the final round.
0: Is there going to be surprises, Nick?
2: Will there be surprises? <laughs> Welcome back, go yes. Will there be any surprises as asked by Star Stein, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> so there we go. So that that finishes our podcast really for for this week. Um, next week, we are going to be doing our final Christmas special. We're going to be looking on the forums just in our podcast thread. If anyone wants to put suggestions as to what we can discuss... Um, I think that will be useful, because not a lot actually happened in 2013 for Biohazard, so um, if there's anything you really want us to delve deep into, then please, by all means, sorry, let us know. So yes, we will be finishing off next podcast, we're going to be all doing right. our final quiz. I, I do have a surprise, in the sense that it's not going to be a normal Biohazard quiz.
1: I.e. I, Batman needs to be brought more in, in line with our scores, cause
2: it's Well. The the actual quiz I, I will say now next week it's going to be Neptune and Newsy's Biohazard Quiz Quiz. <laughs> what? Okay, that's all I I'll just say. the like quiz twice. So that, that's that's so, what the quiz is on next week. We're so. going to be
4: quizzed on how well we think you've been as a quiz master. Well, Not this quite.
3: is it. I'm going to announce now that Nick, you are going to have your own quiz next week. What? I will read you five questions from the uh, the Junior Resident Evil Encyclopedia of Knowledge. <laughs>
2: And, and you will be you,
0: you will pulled. be put to the test. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. John, like, like, allow me like to support apprentice. you in this in yes. this in this moment. <laughs> I endorse this. How do you
1: feel? <laughs> Fucking awful. I'm shit. There's gonna be like a firing moment where you are chuck <laughs> you chucked off project umbrella.
0: Nick. Oh dear. Yeah, right. Anyway,
2: anyway, right, well we can we can look forward to that. We can perhaps do the normal quiz first and then you can do your quiz on me which will be fun um... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so
4: wrong doesn't it yeah.
2: on that note it is goodbye from me Neptune
3: goodbye from me Batman
6: goodbye from me Star's Tyrant goodbye from me Welsh
2: goodbye from me George <laughs> Trevor it's
4: goodbye from me John Edward Walton
8: all <laughs> Everything we know about the Raccoon City incident. But sir, a lot of people are questioning my desire to reveal the truth. I know where they're coming from. And might create more problems than it solves. A lesson I learned well in the military. Bioorganic weapons are a global threat. And we are partly blame. We have to come clean and start working with the rest of the world if we want to have any chance of fighting this. Whatever you decide, sir, I'm with you. I've always valued your friendship, Leon. It's time we take responsibility and end this mess. Those monsters from Umbrella have destroyed my beautiful town. How could they do that to me after everything I've done for them?
7: The stars are finished. Someone is a traitor. Umbrella, set us up. Ada. So it is true.
5: True? About what?
7: You, working with Wesker.
5: I see you've been doing your
7: homework. Wesker succeeds. Uroboros will be spread across the globe. Millions will die. All for Umbrella's sake.
5: Umbrella? He's a survivor of Raccoon City. We can do without the extra distraction. Take him out.
7: And the dead will flood the streets. Deja vu, boys. Raccoon Revisited.
8: Why are you doing this? What do you accomplish by unleashing Ouroboros?
5: Every day, humans come one step closer to self destruction. I'm not destroying the world, I'm saving it. I was
8: to become a god, creating a new world with an advanced race of human beings. Chris.
7: Chill!
8: They're going to launch a missile directly
5: into the city as soon as day breaks.
7: God.